Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. You're now listening to MIA Radio. Who put this thing together? DJ Kev. DJ Zayas. That's who. Let me holler at my real Miami motherfuckers. More important that you're good at the music shit than you are with how good you look on that. Because... I'm lucky enough to give a chance to express myself artistically in a way that I've figured out how. Stand clear of the closing DJ, please. Yo. <laughs> that shit was like mad loud. A little loud there, huh? <laughs> Fuck. Well, we got to start with the metronome, bro. Damn. So we know we're, we're, we're in, in, in the episode. Fuck, bro. I was like, yo. <laughs> I'm trying to DJ later. That shit hurts. Shit. Wait, bro. Why are you talking, dude? You can't oh. talk until we introduce oh. you, bro. I already fucked that up. Wow. Bro. You got to hear the metronome one more time, wow. man. Wow. Beep, 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 beep. All right. Yo. This is MIA Radio. MIA Radio. <laughs> DJ Zaya. DJ Cass. This is episode 25. Yes. And we do have a guest. We have a special guest. All the he, way already, he already spoke. Yeah. You already <laughs> gave it away, bro. Let's give an intro. All right. We always give an intro. Everybody thinks that everybody's our favorite DJ. Yeah. I mean, no. There's some real legends on this <laughs> podcast. Um, I don't really say this to a lot of DJs, but you're one of my favorite DJs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think nah, yeah. he's. I think you are, bro. He's one of my nice. best friends. Aww. You guys are sweet. He's somebody that we share a very uh, similar taste and you know what I, I was telling my girlfriend that you're one of my best friends she's like Kaz isn't your best friend he's your close friend I was like no I think he's one of my best friends this is a special <laughs> podcast moment right yeah. now bro yeah <laughs> we have uh, we have Doug Funny himself oh, wow DJ Flow in the building oh thank you <sighs> I'm just so excited to be here <laughs> The yes. Eddie King, one of the Eddie Kings. Kings. Oh, that was the reply. That yeah, Mike Lewis. Shout out to Mike Lewis. I have a supporter. Said you already got people the showing Eddie love, King. bro. We haven't even been five minutes into this podcast. People yeah, he are already replied, tweeting you and Instagramming you. Replied to my story and said, "Yo, the Eddie King." So we got DJ Seaflow in Miami Yo, right now. Thanks for having me. Of course, dude. Of course. Nah, man. We've been you've been one of the the guests that we've been wanting to have off the rib and. You just know. worked out perfect. Yeah. You know, thanks, guys. I've been listening, and I heard the last one. You guys are going in on my emoji crates. Yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, there that's you go. right. Yeah. Damn, that's, the that's emoji dope. crates. But you know what, dude? Ever since ever since I started putting emojis, like it just cash. I mean, you have them stacked. So it kinda, right, first it, I just made one crate right. that had like the flames crate. Okay, and then I was like, okay, well, why don't I do some for the sub crates? Because it catches my eye, like the right. flames like catches my eye, and then I made a bunch of sub crates that all correspond with different emojis. And now, unfortunately, I have so many, I think it's blended right, right. back into the where right, I started. Right, exactly. Don't they so all like have a, emojis now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones got, that don't, yeah. the ones that don't have emojis are the ones that stick out. Right, and yeah, and then now I'm still scrolling through, not being able to find anything. Right. So. Well, we talk. I mean, you heard when we talk about like how had everything blue and whatnot. It's like you get to the point, and now I haven't reset it in every gig that I have. Like I'll reset it after or. Yeah, Whenever, I reset it when you I get re- to the gig. Yeah. You're a resetter? Or yeah, you? I reset it. Yeah, yeah always. So, uh, well, to sense. be honest, like when I first moved to New York, um, I would do, you know, it was 10 to 4, 6-hour sets, and I would try. I'd really pride myself on not playing the same song twice. And after a couple of years, I sort of gave up on that, and I was like, yeah. well, the people at the beginning aren't going to, you know, yeah, only people are going right, to, only night. person who cares is me and maybe some of the staff. But, like, so I got in the habit of, 
resetting it when I got there so I could see what I played throughout the night because like four or five hours later I'm not necessarily going to remember and now because I don't care about playing the same song i actually reset it when i get there and then i'll reset it sometime through the night oh shit. it's like oh, midnight i'll be never like never heard of that damn yeah. what a risk taker well it's wow. well what happens is when they're marked as blue i just don't read them right so like if i'm not going to replay the song until i reset it so if i reset it then i'm starting to see those songs again mid-set you know yeah but i feel like even leaving them blue it's like all right if i'm gonna play this again like it reminds oh, me i'll like, put yeah. it in my prepare oh, and then i'll clear it you. and then later i'm gonna actually see that song again instead of my eyes just glossing over because it's Right. Oh, I right. see what you're yeah. saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I mean, with me, it was it was like the thing with the emojis. You know, it just catches your yeah. Holy shit, man! Wow. Man. Yeah, no, not, that, we can that screenshot looks confusing. This that looks confusing. no, because I mean, there's the flames, and then out here, it's really just like you know, corresponding. You know, I got my clappy twerk shit yeah. folder with a bunch of claps, and I got, you know, but it it's still so organized though. Yeah, my strip club folder and it's a bunch of cash. You know, and how did you how did you figure out how to do that? Um, you just uh, put the emojis and text edit, and then copy and paste oh, it right over. Wow, I thought it was more. It's you know what I do? A lot of times, I uh, I just Google emoji, whatever, and, and then like, and, and then just copy it. and paste yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, forget emojis. <laughs> you said you moved to New York. Where were you originally? All right. DJing? So, um, I was raised. I was born in California, but I was raised in Oregon. And I started DJing in high school. I was like running sound for the dances, right? For like the school dances. Mm-hmm. And um, I think probably it started from me just wanting to have some control, right? Like I was like power hungry. Like I want to run the sound, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And at the same time that I was like the one who was in charge of the sound system for the school, I was experimenting with making mashups. Right. And I was, you know, Napster. I was downloading instrumentals on acapellas. And I, uh, well, why did you think of making mashups? Well, cause like just to put them together, like, uh, oh, but like no DJ related. No, no. Like this is like the year 2000, right? This is pre YouTube. And like, I didn't, I didn't have any other like DJs to look up to in my market. And I didn't, there was no like DJ schools. And there's like, I had no frame of reference. Right. And so I was experimenting with making, like, I guess at first before making mashups, I was making like extended edits. Mm-hmm. Right, where like it would be like the instrumental and then like the song. But this is still you're not even a DJ. No, no, I wasn't even DJ. I was just like making. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> right. I was me- I was messing around with multi tracking. Okay, right. I was messing around on the computer That's with multi tracking, and um, I would put the lyrics of a song with the instrumental of another song because I thought that was cool. Right, and then there were certain ones where they actually Match. matched, and I was like, I had no concept of beats per minute, and I was like, Yo, this like this sounds good together, and then it would bleed out. Right. And I was like, so I was experimenting with multi-tracking and then I heard, uh, the Vanga boys hip hop master mix. Okay. And this is like, I'm living in Corvallis, Oregon. It's like two hours South of Portland. And I'm, I'm thinking they live in Portland, right? Cause it's a Portland radio. <laughs> right. So you're like, damn, these guys are dope. Right. And they, there was like this one particular routine. I remember like my ears perked up. They were running back, uh, notorious BIG was like the N O T O R. And, and they ran it and he's like juggling it. And I was like, yo, he has to have two of those. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it like clicked for me. I was like, yo, he's got it and he's playing it again. And then, you know, I, I'm running the school That's sound and I got the, the, uh, the extended edits and like it all sort of clicked for me at the same time. And I was like, yo, if you can sing along the song you're going to bring in to the song you're yeah. playing, right. they're the same. Right. Cause I was sitting there That's trying to play to like blend songs. Yeah. Like, so I was like, I was like, yo, if you can sing along, it's going to blend. And then I, I found out about Beats for a Minute. You know what I mean? Like right. it all sort of 
made sense. And then I started, you know, burning CDs in the order of beats per minute. And okay. It all, Shit. Yeah. And, and I was you just, were you were were you googling the BPMs or no, were you tapping like? You know what? I think, <laughs> I remember owning a piece of American DJ hardware uh-huh. that I think it was four channel, and it was like you know it was like rack mount, right? And you could pipe in the CD. On one, or you know, I think it was phono and line, mm-hmm. but you could do it in and then out to the mixer. So it was like supposed to be rack mounted, and it read you. Kind of like a game genie, but for like turntables. Yeah, read you. <laughs> <That's> the, so, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I mean, but it was I didn't have turn. You know, I had a CD or player. CD player. That's what I mean. CD player. That's what I'm saying. I didn't even have it. Like, but it was still like a game genie. I mean, whoever is old enough knows what that is. Yeah, like, it was, know? and it yeah, had like it. it had like a readout. It had a readout that showed the beats per minute, and it all also had a blinking LED, so you oh. knew if the. Like okay. it, of what the readout and, was, and the blinking obviously was like on beat. Or yeah, whatever. it was on beat, or right. or if it was misreading the beat, you could at least see that it was like not the right. Beat. Got so it. I was just trusting the number. Got it, got and it, got I think it, got I was cataloging. You know, I think I was like, "Yo, this song's '84," and I would write it down. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. I mean, the concepts of BPM to me came like so much later into DJing, and like you were doing all the back work before you were even yeah i was burning the cds they were all out of order at first okay right they were just like mixed cds and this is when i was like trying to i remember there were certain songs so you you were doing all this before you even started DJing. no i was running the sound for the school dances (laughs) yeah Yeah, but you were making but you were making edits well like well honestly (laughs) what happened was like i think my sister had heard some dj's mix Mm -hmm. and and there was like an extended version of i think it was like baby i got your money Mm -hmm. and she was like you know what you should make extended version songs i was like yeah i got the multi-tracking like i could and i remember made a really long drawn out still fly really long no way yeah it's like it's like where it breaks down like by yeah and i took part of the there's like that whole scratching at the end Mm -hmm. i like bring that in the beginning and then i'm bringing in some like acapella drops you thought it was a masterpiece for sure no it's still it rules i think i can still (laughs) dig it up and it's like it was like three minutes of intro and then it goes and then like it ends with the sample of and then i got boom from there and then the song (laughs) starts it's like a three minute intro wow it's awesome I was thinking, was it Return of the Mac has that? I was going through myself, and Return of the Mac has that intro, the intro version you guys heard it, like the one that has like the breakdown, like the key breakdown. Like no, if it's not my edit, I haven't heard it. No, <laughs> <laughs> edit but I was going through, here. I was going through a bunch of shit, and I was like just typing. You know, when you get like really mad at your laptop, you're like, why do I have like four different oh, versions? Yeah. So I'm like typing artists and whatever, and DJs and whatever, and like. And then Return of the Mac extended. And I was like, why the fuck do I have her? Like, the song itself has a four bar. I'm like, I'm not, I don't need a fucking. Right. But then I look at it and it was cued like 16 bars, but like at the end. Yeah, like there was, there was like a breakdown. It was like 16 bar, but it was like drum. And then like eight bars, you know, like, like the kick or whatever. It was super broken. But then it also had like a piano breakdown that was like super dope. And then I was like, man, this is cool. But then I erased it because I was like, yo, I'm never going to fucking play this shit. Like, but I mean, I think it's online. And, and and if you're a listener that has it or has heard it, like, you know, it's super fucking dope. Have you ever just well, gone back and listened to the edits or whatever? Well, 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 so, yeah, let's get to it. <laughs> well, so, well, actually, I was going to ask you a question. But um, to go forward with that story is I started like, like I said, it all clicked for me at the same time, like beats for a minute. And you can sing along to the song and like. I remember um, I was listening to the hip hop master mix and I could tell, you know, they were doing things like blending songs that I'd never really heard that being done before. Mm -hmm. And so as, and I only had access to the school equipment at the school dance. Like I didn't get to practice on it, whatever. Like I could roll it out. It was like 
it was brand new that year, so it was real expensive. They yeah. kind of kept it under guard. So I would play at the dance, and I had like a playlist, you know, because we had to break up the song. So it was like, you know, some some hype songs and a slow song, right. some hype songs, slow song. But I remember it all clicking and me being like, okay, well, if I can mix these two, and I actually had, I have like specific memories of like my peers and some of them weren't even like, they were like frenemies and stuff like encouraging me being like, yo, that was cool when you did that or whatever. And so when I figured out making the edits with the intros would help Mm -hmm. making, allowing me to use them then to mix them with, because this was before DJ pools and I, there's no way I could afford vinyl with like the intros. Like I was all off Napster. Right. So I, I just kept making edits and making edits many, like I had probably like by the time, okay, so like fast forward, I actually wasn't getting the chance. Once I graduated high school, I didn't have the gear, right? So no. I didn't have the <laughs> chance to DJ. So I kind of put the live DJ stuff on pause. I could play, there was like this one bar downtown, like in my tiny town. Right. And the guy who owned it was a was a DJ and he had, it was like a more sophisticated version of the dual deck CD right. system. But I could only, again, only play when I was there. And after like, a couple times my town passed a law that you couldn't perform in a venue <laughs> if you weren't 21 which makes sense right but at the time like i, I could i was dancing. like yeah i was like 19 <laughs> i was like from, 19 man. and they were like you know all of a sudden i couldn't be in there even if i wasn't you know right and it, it makes sense i get it yeah but so i had to wait till i was 21 and during that time i had no gear so i, I just kept making mashups and at that point i did understand the beats from it in the mashups and right. making like re- what i call them remixes okay. and almost all of them were original until a certain point and then they'd flip they were flips okay so like because i was like this is the way you get people to listen to them is you have the original and they're like it catches it them catches by surprise them. And so i'd burn mixes and they'd be like you know if you were just fast forwarding through them you'd be like this is just a mix cd yeah. but if you listen to each one they were all mashups and yeah. um so during that i was making extended intros and mashups whatever by the time i got the gear turned 21 i had access to gear and i was like this is what i want to do right Mm-hmm. Like my plan was like move to California, get out of Oregon. Like there's no way I can do this. And when I did move to California, the first, I didn't even have Serato. Like I was still on CDs. Right. And I like invested in some gear and I got right. down there and I needed to buy Serato and I got on Craigslist and I found a kid selling a Serato box and he pulled up right. and this is how I met DJ Donk. Oh, shit. shout out Donk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So I'm in San Luis Obispo and DJ Donk rolls up. And he's way younger than me. He's in high school, or like just out of high school, and I'm like, I guess 22. Wait, you you went right after high school? You no, didn't even... no. Like I was in school, and in order to get to California, I decided I would transfer. To, ah. to, my sister lived in San Luis, okay, and she wasn't San Luis Obispo, which is on the Central Coast, mm-hmm. and she wasn't like in school or anything. But like that was where a school was where I could transfer to California, where I knew had family, right? So I transferred down there. I dropped out after one quarter because I wanted to DJ full time. Yeah. But I got to California. I met DJ Donk. And I I said, yo, like, you know, this is cool. Like, let's link up because he was the other DJ in town. Right. And I gave him 300 some. Mashups. Edit, edits. edits. Right. And I was like, now you make me some. And he's like, I don't know how to make edits. So I taught him how to make edits on like, we were using at that point, I think it was like soundtrack, like the Final Cut right. Pro oh, shit. audio thing. Because like. I didn't really trust Ableton. It was yeah. so young. And what am, uh, so I like showed him how to, and dude, he took off and he was instantly within like a year, he was cracked nice. four DJs, right? Before like the, right, right, I remember. Yeah. yeah, and he was killing it. 
Acid. That's what I was gonna say. Acid. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't no. ever use acid that. Acid or venom. Those were like the two other. Well, I mean, Fruity Loops was the big one on PC, but I've yeah. always been Audacity. Audacity too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a couple free ones. Yeah, and I soundtrack use. was not the way to go. Like it definitely fucked my shit up. Yeah. But like that's the multi-tracking like official one that right. I knew how to use. Right. And I gave him so many, and then he's like, "Well, I don't know how." So I was like, "Well, let me show you," and mm-hmm. like get to work, you know. Right, and he right. and he like no, he killed it. He like crushed it, and within a couple years. He was recognized as like the edit king, yeah. and I was I hadn't gone that same route. In fact, <laughs> right. I was going the video DJ route. No way! Right. Yeah, right, and I right, was right, doing. Right. I was that, pretty, that was the future. At the time, I was like right. super invested, and I remember. That's crazy. I remember around like oh, like oh nine or two thousand ten, we went to Vegas together, and all the big DJs were dapping him up hard. Like hard, nice. and I was with playing him. his edits. Yeah, they were like, Yo. and he was he was just on cracks for DJs. No, I mean, that. yeah, or, and I or, think he had maybe just gone in direct music. Okay, and he was like, and all of them were like, "Yo, you're donk, like, yo, right. I play your shit." Especially every. at that time, and I was like, yeah. and I was like, damn, like, kind of, yeah. it's like I wasn't like salty. I was proud of him, but right. I was I was bummed because I was like, yo, like, I taught you, what like, I taught, like, yeah. not like I taught you, but like, yo, I wish, I wish that it wasn't I, like a saltiness. No, yeah, it was just kind of. I was looking at my own short. I was looking at my own shortcomings yeah right yes right. that like i was like man i if i wasn't so invested in this video thing like all the video guys are dapping me up right. everywhere I went out, but i'll be like in vegas you four know nerds, I mean? yeah, like, like four nerds are, yeah, are hitting well, you up yeah, to, I but mean, i mean like the no, cooler guys i mean i was passionate about that but like these guys are at the top and, oh, like, I I, and, he, but, and he was blown away you know yeah. he wasn't like like, but at oh, that time, yeah, bro, video he, edits we, were like if you're making video edits, though, it was clutch. Yeah, I mean that's like, a whole nother. Yeah, you know, yes, because yeah. like that wasn't super accessible to everyone. Right. Like, yeah, I remember. I remember like I I was still in Texas and all my friends were starting to pick up like video DJ and video DJ, and I was like, no, fuck that, and I stuck to it, and that's right before I was gonna move, so I was like, you know what, and like. Like if if I gotta do it in Miami, I'll do it in Miami. But I was just I don't like, even think that like. And then when I moved there, anyone's mind here. And then when I moved there, point. yeah, when I moved here, nobody did it. I think it was only like at one place, and I can't even remember. I'm trying anymore. to think. Well, of I mean, where I could tell you my trajectory right. with how. Okay, so like early on, I was I was like very. I mean, I was very invested. I was one of the guys doing video at video DJing, making mm-hmm. video edits. Like, at, you guys right now know me. You know, you're like, oh, the edit king for the audio, but like that, I was even right. more. No, so. I mean, you showed me, you showed me all your videos. Yeah, all like your... I used to be like the guy when it came to like, you know, right. organizing the video community, showed... and I was like right. speaking at the video conference, and I had videos up for Vimeo Awards and all these things. I was very invested in it. Um, and what happened was when I eventually decided to move away from San Luis Obispo, my next step was to move to the Bay Area, and when I moved to the Bay Area. I was living in Los Gatos and San Jose area and then trying to get gigs, you know, in all the small markets around there and in San Francisco, but I was only targeting video venues. I was like so invested in that world that I didn't want to mess with it if it wasn't that, right? So I was right. only going to the venues that support, support video, only trying to do that. And it limited, you know, obviously like one tenth of the venues could do it. Yeah. And I wasn't finding any success. Yeah, like especially I wasn't in the really market, like even big markets, it was very. Few I wasn't getting picked up in a market. Change. And were they even? Were, were the budgets even more? Because no, it was, absolutely it was, not. It was, same exact, same exact rate. Wow. But by the time six months later I moved to New York, I scrapped that plan of only looking for video venues because I was like, I need money. Like I right. need to get hired anywhere. And after a couple of months, you know what I mean? Like I had one video gig and nine. Regular ones. Regular well, ones, and I why, stopped. Why'd you decide to move to New York from Bay Area? 
<clears throat> so in the Bay Area, I, first of all, I wasn't finding very much success, right? Like, I had a. I had did, a did you? Is that where you connected with Isaac? Isaac Jordan? Yeah. No, that was in New York. He was okay. living. He was living in the Lower East Side. Okay. Um, did you connect with anybody from that area? That like you're still from the Bay Area? Yeah. Oh, tons of guys. Yeah. But at the time, it was. I mean, like, yeah, tons of guys. You know, like Audio mm. One, right, and right, right. Panic City, and all them. You know. Okay. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but, um, but when I moved to New York, I actually met Isaac Jordan through Control because obviously he's a mashup guy. Right. And I knew Control, um, you know, from the internet and from mashups and stuff. And when he came to the city, he introduced me to Isaac. He's like, okay. yeah, you guys live right next to each other. And then Isaac actually showed him a mashup I made. I had a, I had a Carly Ray Jepsen versus Bob Marley, <laughs> uh, jam me maybe. <laughs> Yo, first of all, it fucking <laughs> it fucking rules. And that, yeah. that and Isaac Isaac was wasted. And oh I met him, God. and he's like, and I was like, Yo, check this out. And I had just met this guy, and he's like, Fuck you, this song rules. Yeah. <laughs> like instantly, we clicked. You know, that's how I used so, to like decide how i was gonna make a mashup right i'd be like what two yeah titles, wordplay right <laughs> titles of songs go so together what's, right. you showed me you showed when we we're talking about the video sh- stuff you showed me the video well hold on it, let, let me wrap that okay, up okay, isaac okay. jordan shout out that guy because he really put me on in new york he gave me a first foot in the door introed me to the right people who gave me some opportunities uh, no i no I, isaac, I, yeah. isaac oh my bad my yeah bad. like he like he really um opened some doors for me okay. that i was i was it took me about a year to get played. It took me almost a year before I even met him. And I had, I had some gigs that I'd like, you know, worked my way into through other connections and stuff, but nothing that was going anywhere. And really, and he really opened the door for me. And my, my question for you before we get off topic was how did you get into making edits? Um, I remember I was, I knew how to, I had Serato. I knew how to technically DJ, but, um, this was pre, DJ pools. I think there was some pools or like I was getting music from, I was still in San Antonio. I was getting music from like the DJ homies. And like, I think me and my boy Alan E were like, he, we'd all go on Crooklyn and be like, yo, I want this. You want that? He would buy it. And then I would like pay him off. And then Duano, which is, I think he was on like on three, four different pools and we were getting music from him. And like, I was just getting so much music from so many people. And I was like, yo, like, this is a lot of shit and I only need like this from this and this from that and this from this and this from that. And I was like, fuck it. Like, let me make what I need. So, so out I, of necessity. Yeah. It was like out of necessity. Cause I was, bro, I was getting like, cause I knew you, I mean, you, can, I don't know if these people so, know how we met. No, that's where I was going to get to. So like I started making my own shit and I wasn't in any pool. And for the longest, bro, I was not, I didn't pay for a DJ pool. Um, until like i got dj city i think or i don't know like i didn't bro like everything was such like a swap and like you know like we always talk about getting on blogs and uh yeah the blogs and fucking uh i know we talked about it uh uh, with tj's djs like tj's djs and like bump squad djs bump Bump squad yeah all that shit lp so i was i was scavenging like it got to the point where like i was not I was like, yo, I'm not going to pay for any pool. I'm getting music from this person, from this person, from everybody. I'm making my own shit. And I just started, like, like looking for more shit and, like, and everywhere. And then I started making edits. And then suddenly I was like, yo, like, I was getting shit from everywhere. And I was like, damn, dude, I'm, I just made this edit 
but I also just realized that I already had it from this guy. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, and it was another edit, and I'd be like, yo, like, damn, I made this for myself. I've never shared it, but this fuck, the same dude made the same fucking edit I made. Right. <laughs> and it kept happening over and over and over and over and over, and I was like, yo, like, and it was random shit. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, uh, what did I, what did I say the first time? I was like. Who's Kaflo? Or like, CFLO. I get no, that I was like, I was like, like Kaflo, because people would oh, say Kafive. You know, what I, mean? I just remembered now, because then you would tell me about him, yeah. and then I, and then I remember, bro, I just remembered his Twitter yeah. as I started following him because his fucking his <laughs> 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 Abby was the a hot ass like, chick. Yo, I oh, put no that. Way. Yeah, there was like bro, it was like a thought with like her. My tits. God, for like six months, I'm like, no, yo, like more shit. than that. Yo, I yeah. put. I was like, I was like, yo, well, maybe if I make my my avatar this like yeah. people will think that's who C plus in the water wow. <laughs> I thought it was no a chick. Way. I didn't know that he was a chick for like six months. So so <laughs> back to back to how we how yeah. we cross paths. So like I was I was keep seeing C flow and C flow and then this was beginning the beginning of Twitter, I would say like of Twitter's Twitter uh, Twitter popped off like oh nine. Oh nine, exactly. Yeah, yeah right. so it was around there and that's when I had moved out here and I I was making like I was making my own shit and but during all those days this is like 2010, whatever, 11. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking and looking and looking and I kept seeing your name and I think we connected through Audio One. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, you know, just just through like through the Twitter. Twitter. I mean, yeah. and it's funny because Twitter has had its like resurgence. Like, I think right now Twitter is like the most active it's been ever in the mm-hmm. DJ community. So like, at the, I think I started following you then and then we, I don't know how we connected or whatever, but um, then we would start talking on like DMs and like on, on other shit or like, you know, oh, like, so some, somebody if some mashup is insane or whatever yeah exactly yeah, it's exactly like a, yeah, it's right. like a live blog right before you, like, you had to like wait well for i could yeah i mean respond. at that at that time too like 2009 2010 even through like 11 and 12 a lot i mean you would it was like like now twitter is very mainstream but back then it was so niche that like yeah. you when someone else was willing to connect with you on it it was like let's do it it was like the way to network and you would flip it from online to offline because it was cool like that. It was like, you know what I mean? I was like, let's meet up. Yeah. No, you're because you're with DJs. The, yeah, like and you're connected with DJs. Instantly. And it's, it's, like a, it's like an it's in like crowd. A, it's a, yeah, it's like you a cosign. Yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, it still is. It's something similar, you know, like just like when you link me with a DJ. So, like, you hit me up and you're like, yo, DJ, my boy DJ Zay is in town, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, cool. If C-Flow, like, cosigns him. Like, I guess he's good and whatever. So on Twitter, it was kind of the same shit when, like, you would see somebody saying something and your boy reposted him or, like, it's just you kind of, like, like, start it's following just like him. like when you keep your ear to the streets and you see where people play. Exactly. It's the same thing. You're like, all right, well, if this person's there and they continue to hold their job, yeah. they have to be good. Yeah. So we started, we connected through there and then, I mean, through all social medias and we, we kind of, like, became f- online friends or whatever. And then, like I said, the first time that I went to New York to play, you were like, we were talking, and then you were like, oh, he's like, uh, you're coming to town, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm playing here, whatever. He's like, uh, oh, he's like, well, you want to play on this day? And I'm like, yeah. You're like, all right, cool, I'll book you here. And then, like, you booked me, and I was like, oh, shit. All right. And then, like, you're like, what are you saying? And I'm like, well, he's like, no, he's like, bro, just stay here. And I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, just come through. Yeah. <laughs> I was sharpening my fucking knife, bro. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, I'm, and I'm kind of like, uh, you're like, yeah, man, you, you told me, you're like, yo, like I have roommates. So like, I, you can only crash like two or three days or two. Yeah. And I was there for like four or five. So I ended up getting an Airbnb like the other days or whatever. But 
I literally the first time we met, it was like in my stairwell. I, yeah. bu- I buzzed him up. You like buzz me up, coming up with all his shit, and, and I'm like, coming up with all my shit. And you're like, yo, what's up, bro? And I'm like, yo, what's up? And now you're best friends. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had <laughs> now already I'm, now met, I'm invited to the barbecue. Bro. I had already met Tanner because Tanner. I remember Tan, you guys were at the crib and Tanner was already up there, and I had awkwardly met Tanner through Iron Lion one time when he was down here. Okay. And like, you know, I met I met Tanner through Nick Bike. Yeah. Shout out the other edit yeah. guy. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> edit guys. Yo, seriously, like Nick Bike came through. Yeah. And I didn't know Tanner. And Tanner lived a couple blocks away. Mm-hmm. And at, and Nick Bike, even while he was there, like he's we like, still. Hey, mate. He's, or yeah. Canadian, insert Canadian slang, insert Canadian slang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, no, he's like, as he's leaving town, he's like, you should link up with this guy. He's yeah. your neighbor. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. And I remember I met Tanner for coffee. You know nice. what I mean? Nice. And now we're fam. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah so, I mean, I stay, I stay with you that time. And I think I had met her before or whatever. But like, since, I mean, we were like already pretty good friends by then. Right. We were already like sharing memes like to each other left and right. <laughs> that's what constitutes friendship. <laughs> or or <yeah>. sending <laughs> each other. Th- that's always the best. Like we'll send each other. I was looking through um, my phone th- through like a voice note thing. And for some reason I had saved, you know, we'll send each other. Like you, you sent me the uh, don't like on a voice note oh, for the yeah, first time. Yeah. And I've actually, I remember yeah, I was, I was one. on my way to New York and you sent it to me. I think I was like in DC and I listened to it and I was like, wow, bro, like, this is so fucking good. And then when I got to your crib, you were like, yo, what do you think about this or this? And then you ended up putting both out. Right. I had like the, yeah. the flip and the blend. Yeah. And that's yeah. the, that's uh, Bruno Mars. Uh, that's what I like into Chief Keef. <laughs> don't, don't like classic C flat. Yeah. Some real and that one's that, bro. That one is vibe. yo. That yeah. one's literally one of like the best fucking like flips. <laughs> and then it has it has the one where it's like thank you. It goes from Pusha. Well, what's the difference? Like because when it says because oh. that's what I don't like. You yeah, p- the one the f- the flip is a surprise where it's like that's what I like. That's what mm. I like. That's what and I, I don't and like. Like, and like. And then it kind of flips it back. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one, I think, just blends the beat I mean, we on can top play of it. it. Yeah, I mean, you could, I don't know, you might cut later. You could put it in there. Not but, it or, but, um, yeah. Or they could just get it at djcflow.com slash edits. Yeah. No, right. so so back to that. So actually, um, when I was making video edits uh, a long time ago, the amount of time that would go into that was like, you know, if a new song came out and you wanted to play it, you'd have to put it off for like for like two weeks. It takes like a half hour to make a video edit minimum, right? And it takes like 30 seconds at least for me to make an audio edit. So your workload stacking up to make audio edits, making video edits, maintaining the library is a whole nother thing. But the point is I would make so many edits for video, I would put out a bunch and then I would keep some that I thought were like, and I've heard you guys talk about this on the podcast where like yeah. you keep some and then maybe you, you play them for a couple months and then you put them out, whatever. Right. I realized... Okay, so in the back of my mind, I remember like like I said, Donk getting dapped up by like huge DJs, and when mm-hmm. I when I started transitioning my energy from the video world and putting all that energy I was putting into making and maintaining the audio li- or the video library back into audio, I I stopped holding on to anything. I was like, look, this guy got recognition because his stuff was out there, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd worked for some pools over the years. I worked for um, you direct don't have music. To you don't have to name them. Name well, you know what I mean. Strictly hits. <laughs> I'd worked with. Uh, I'd worked for Club Killers. Um, there was a while. Uh, I worked with a bunch. But the point is that I realized that if I gave all my stuff out for free, it would reach a, That's a much much larger audience. Right. And my mentality switched from holding anything back. I realized that like 
you and I can stand. We could we could be in the same room with the same library, yeah. with the same access to the same songs, and we will not have the same set. Of course. So I was like, I'm not gonna hold on to some crazy flip because it's crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna like if I have a funny idea, I'd rather. Or like, you know, whether that's a silly custom editor or regular, like just a super high quality or mm. whatever. If I'm going to put the energy into making the song, I'm going to give it out to yeah. everyone. And yeah. then you realize when people play, you're like, damn, you get a little satisfaction out of like someone else. Yeah, that or like it's just kind of elevates everyone's yeah. set. Like what? Like oh, most of the edits I make, I'm just remaking edits I'm already playing. So like yeah. I got, I'm not going to name X, Y, Z where I got it from or who I got it from, whatever. But there's a lot of stuff that I play that like, if I'm unhappy with it for one reason or another, whether it's I accidentally got the clean version, I need the dirty version, or I need to make a short edit, or I need to make an acapella, or sometimes I just need to make an intro, whatever it is, even if I already have the intro edit and it just doesn't quite sound right, right I'm gonna slow. I just slowly chip away at the stuff I'm not happy at, and it now I've made thousands of edits, right? Right, like thousands, and I'd rather. If I'm going to put the two and a half minutes in, it takes me longer to convert the song and tag yeah. it and put it on Dropbox and make yeah. the fucking, all the clerical shit. I'd rather you have access to it. Yeah. Like, why would I keep that to myself? It doesn't make no, my understand. sets, my sets slightly better, but if everyone's sets are better, it's going to be better for every, for the whole community. It's going to be better for the dance floor. It's going to be better for the business. Yeah. It's going to be better that's, for the community. You know what I mean? That's so, one thing. That's one thing that, well, two things answering your question back. When I started, another edit king is uh adam adam e like 1960 yes you remember when yes he was of course cranking the artist yeah. formerly known of course and, yeah adam and actually he used to uh live in orlando and i linked with him in orlando one time and this is like not even twitter i, th I think it was through nike talk like he was he was a big big dude on nike talk and we linked and we talked uh and then he came to Miami one time. I actually just emailed him this morning. He yeah. sent me something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now he's killing it on the daytime vibe. Like, yeah. You know, his site the is like ridiculous, bro. Uh, he makes, now he only makes like 115 kind of like indie dance. Right. Into like and pool, pool vibes. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you his. No, name. no, I d no, I have them. Oh yeah, but you're saying a website? Is it a website? Yeah, it's like he has a website where it's just everything. Like, oh, well, I just month. get the emails. I think. I don't know if he puts them out the emails like that, but on his site, he's constantly like really? posting shit. So he came to Miami, and um, the first time, no, it was like the second time I went to live was with him. So he comes to Miami, and he's he was linking with Jessica Who, and I had never met her. So he comes to Miami, stays in my crib, and then we go out to live with like his hookup and like. You know, we get we get in and everything, and this is like one of the first times that I've ever like was like with a DJ at live, you know. So I was like, yo, like, damn, this dude is from Orlando and he's getting taken care of like this, you know, right. like, kind of like how you felt with Doc. And then like she played one of his shit or whatever, and then like I was just like thinking, I was like, damn, like I do my own shit, and like, but you weren't putting it. But out I, I I kind of was, and then like I was just like it kind of I just wanted to do more, and that's and what you're saying connects it also connects with like one thing that i would say with conflict is like conflict at his like miami local heyday like he would have at least five djs in the booth every night wow every night at least five djs in the booth like analyzing his sets like 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 taking writing down like routines wow. doing everything and like as much as i would see them bite everything i would do the first person i would send it to was conflict sure. conflict conflict so they would see him play some shit with my edit and then they would come back to me and be like, yo, I saw you you put out that Rick Ross, whatever, whatever. 
So that was like, yo, like I got to keep pushing this shit and giving it, putting it in the right hand so people see. Right. It. It's a two way street. Like half of it is I'm giving out to, right. to better, like I said, the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. But the other half is I'm getting it back from people hitting me up all over the world, playing Same, my stuff. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like all over the world being like, oh, like I'll go places and like introduce myself as Coleman and right. they like won't really say much. Yeah. And then someone's like Seaflow and their fucking eyes light up. Yeah. And they're like, yo, like I play, or I see my boys always playing. That happened to us at uh, at Wood, right? The one time, yeah, yeah. I mean, it happened no, (laughs) 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 right, right. That one time, (laughs) one time, we'll talk about it up the air, (laughs) right? But um, no, back then I think it was like, I mean, not so much anymore now, but it was like almost like a business card, like, like you were like, yo, this guy has like infinite amount of edits. It was like a certified like. Right. Like well, it's got to this, it's got to the point so much that it was uh, I was putting out every month and I am putting them out every month, and it got so unwieldy that I had to figure out how to build a search engine into my website. Yeah, it's almost like I got my own pool. Amazing. No, you literally free. Do. It's like a free yeah. and and then I put the request up and people are like, "Yo, will you, make, will you make this one?" Somebody, and I'm like, oh, sure, I guess I will. You know, what somebody I mean? sent you one and I know that they they you they sent it and I think it was Mike Lewis. I think yeah. he was he was he asked you for something and then you like. I sent it back to him 30 seconds like, later. Like, so. yeah, like you have, I was already like, making it. It's right. That when was so me. fucking <laughs> funny. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's hilarious, but you know, it's, well, there's also like, once you've made so many, yeah. there's like a challenge to like, if they, if they can't first, I mean, it's stupid when people are like, Hey, make a thank you next edit. It's like, right. okay, like I might make one. I, I made a personal one. one. I mean, right, I'm going to make a person, right, I'm going to like, you know what I mean? Whatever. But like, just go and get it on pool. Yeah. You know, but like if I, if you're like, well, do you have this Franz Ferdinand, whatever? And right, I'm like, right. I'm probably, I'm probably not gonna ever play it, yeah. but I'll make it if you ask me, because that shit's like so now it's a challenge to you find. Never, you never get like burnt out of making edits. <coughs> no, it's really enjoyable. I, I really got, like. I it's burnt. like you deconstruct it. Yeah, really, I, I got burnt for I, a little bit. Me yeah. too. I mean, really? I, no, I mean, I I'm barely back. put out any any edits anymore. Like I got burnt. I, well, I just constantly am making them to improve my own set, right. and because like I really want, you know, I mean, everyone when people ask you who don't know what DJing's about, you know, like one of the things is like I got to be real familiar with my content. Yeah. So like that helps me because I know if I made the edit, generally how to mix the I got, record. You know. I got burnt. I would say like two years ago, a year. But if you're but you're on but payroll, no, right? No, no, you no, have for to a fulfill bit. a certain thing. That's what, right? that's what happened with me. Right. Yeah, See, not, and I've never, I've only been in that situation I a couple that times. For sure. Yeah, and I've even had offers recently where people are like, hey, you know, we'd love to get you, you to work, but you got to make the clean version too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to make no, the fucking clean version. When you have to version. fulfill like a quota and a certain, totally. oh, what, what, what's everyone else making? Blah, 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 then <coughs> I'd rather like, do it for free at my own pace and yeah. put it out no, I don't, I don't, than get paid per and edit, I was getting, I was getting, I good, I was I getting good money when no, I was doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the money was, was okay, but I'm saying when I wasn't getting paid and I was doing it for myself, it was I was getting more reach and more, uh, like, people were hitting Diplo I and got, shit with right, me, like, totally. you know, like that. And now, and then when I was working for a pool, it was like, right. yeah, getting paid. Well, this is a like, good t- chance to shout out. I'm not, I don't care, no, you, shout you out. You no, do whatever, I'm not paid right. right now, and I have previously worked mm-hmm. for it, but um, I heavily endorse heavy hits. Like, I like heavy hits. That's okay. the first place I go there fast search Haven't fast download there. that's who i was making edits for for a little while is, um but now it's like it's, uh, mo- it's, uh, uh, most pools now breaks are us right used to be breaks are us yeah yeah got a, uh, their database got absorbed but now it's like um you know isaac's instrumental right. in it um, right. randy rays is the guy who brought me on to begin okay. with and um i gotta say like i don't actually see that many people talking about because people talk about bpm supreme and right. City, you know, right. like to be like i love it they got it's i used to get well. their freebies 
Yeah, they used to do that. I remember that. They did that. the freebie thing. Um, and when I put ad packs out every month, like um, Late Night Record Pool, right. shout out CEO, like I really like that website okay. too. Like there, there's certain pools that'll take my stuff and put them up for free and I'm totally cool with that. Okay. I'm not really cool with blogs doing it because okay. blogs kind of are backdooring it, right? Like, yeah, it's free, but like motherfucker, get it on my site. And if, yeah. it, and if if a pool is going to put it up, you better believe that pool is giving me a free account. You know what I mean? So like, okay. I'm cool with any pool that wants to put it up as long as they're taking care of me. Right. But how's a blog yeah, going to yeah. take care of me? You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. So there's, you know, I always tell people djcflow.com slash edits. You can go back and that's there. What, I mean, and I think that's, an, I mean, for me at least, I, I realize like, yo, I like play so many Cflow, Kaz, Audio One, like all these edits that I'm like, Man, these guys are putting so much time and effort, and they're really good at it. Like, let let like <laughs> I'm not that invested in it anymore. Yeah. Let the pros that right. are like that's, in there. That's that's uh, how I that's yeah. how I felt for. So I would say about between two years to a year ago, I I kind of felt like that. I was you know I was talking to to Audio One a lot, and and I was like, because he he sends me I'm like, playing with Audio One at the end of the month. Nice, nice, big ups to Audio <laughs> One. Yeah, like, big ups. Yo, he because he'll send me like V V V I P like right. yo like. And and it'll be twenty thirty edits, and it's kind of like what I used to do with the heavy head thing. Like I would just download them, and I'd be like, put them in the folder, even transfer them over to where like they're there on my computer, and people would ask me, "Yo, you had this whatever whatever song," and it would come up from the heavy hit stuff or from what Audio One would send me or what. And I that's I was getting a lot of stuff like from him, from uh, Doc Adams, from Nick, from Nick Bike. Uh, Brett B, Brett Archie. Brett B's my favorite editor. Yeah, Brett B, like he's killing it right now. Brett B and Archie are like the two dudes that are like I'm constantly, constantly, constantly like. I feel like especially I, now, like those guys and like you guys, like that's like the the gem of the record pool. Like you're, the homie sending you yeah. now because the record pool. And that's what I'm so saying. Saturated. And that's pool. what I'm saying. Like and I, they're all competing and they're all trying to do cool, I, corny shit. I got, I got, um, I was getting so much stuff that I was like, yo, you know what? Like, like this dude's sending me. I, I have pretty much everything I need. Right. And then without having to log right, into right, anything. And then, right. and then when I would go in that folder and like my dated folders, I'd be like, oh, I already played this song because I wouldn't clear it. So I was like, oh, I played it. So let me keep it. Because I at this time it worked or whatever or it was it happened mm-hmm. to be a request or whatever, so I was pretty much making my own pool that I would filter out later or whatever. But um, but yeah, but I mean I I I got to the point where I was like, yo, like I need to like get like step my shit back up, and I started making. Those are like the days when that happens. That's when I make like fifteen edits in one night, and I'll make just different shit. And I've been doing edits where it's just like a synth intro. Yeah, not you know who's big on that is Dooley. Yeah, I know. Like take off, no drum intro. It's like right. the OG intro, or like right. just the melody, or just the bass line. Yo, it's really cool. Nick, uh, Nick Bike sent out that. Uh, I think it was Nick Bike. Uh, 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 international players anthem. Yeah, no drums. Cool. And it's just pretty. It's like that's like an end of the night sing along. Like, right. Yeah, like you know what. I got the acapella to that too, and I had to buy the CD single on Discogs. I've been buying a lot of CD singles yeah. on Discogs because like. When I make an edit, I buy the flack. Like it's, I'm gonna be hard pressed to buy on yeah. Amazon or iTunes. You know what I mean? So right. first, I buy the flack. If it's not on flack, then I'll buy the promo. Cost me, you know, ten, fifteen bucks with does shipping, that, which does sounds Amazon, insane. Does Amazon, but like, I'd rather get the best quality one right. if I'm gonna put it out on and like have my name on it. You know what I mean? Does Amazon sell flack files? No, 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 okay. no. It's I, I go to Seven Digital. That's my secret that you're getting by Damn. listening to MIA Radio. Just Seven Digital sells flax. <laughs> leave it up to me to, this clip. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, but let me go back to something else I wanted to talk about on here because we were talking about okay having the same content. Mm-hmm. Now you've been doing it a long time, and I've been doing it a long time, and you're out there and you see people DJing. That I've come to the the conclusion. It's gonna get spicy. No, this no, this isn't like shade. This is some trippy shit. Okay. You and I can stand in the same booth, like at the same moment with the same crowd on the same night with the same computer, and run the same tracks in the same order. No, that's, and it won't sound. The same. Yeah, of course. That's with anything in life, because right, the way you're interpreting. But that's like some that's like your soul shining through. Yeah, exactly. It's, the, I I try to explain it to people because like you know sometimes like a family friend will ask me like well about DJing they have one idea and like so many people have so many different ideas. Some yeah. people think it's Skrillex, some people thinking wedding DJ like some, all these things. Somebody but thinks trying, that you're like a, a like a barback. Whatever, right, totally. I love that. <laughs> sometimes one. I am, you know what I mean. <laughs> but but like I'm trying to explain. There's like an art in the artistic output, like. It's like your personal steez yeah. or your style or your like the way that I look at it. I try to like to compare it is like you and I can stand next to each other and take the same photo mm-hmm. and a photographer can take that same photo and it will like at the end of the day, their end result will speak. We're not if we're not like true photographers in the spirit and right. they are, that's like their calling and that's their passion. You can see that in their art and the same goes for like baking right like we're following we have the same tool set we're following the same instructions and you can take some people's baking tastes better like that's mental yeah and it's how your brain processes and like let's say for baking like your mom could have taught you that recipe and i'm reading it from a book right you're the way your mom taught you with the love and like you were little you remember you're gonna fucking cook bake that shit like with your heart right and it's just reading it off a book and that's what's like some like yeah, we have the same tools at our disposal, but we're not interpreting it. But same. we're yeah, and like that shit trips me out. Mm-hmm. If you think about that, you can run the same songs in the same order yeah. and have it sound different just from like what you're bringing. Like that is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and what and what it goes back to is like to answer like your not your question, but like when other people are trying to talk about like you know who don't know what DJing is or won't don't talk about DJing is like I really truly believe this is on like some metaphysical like you know like transcendental shit is like we're doing i believe okay not everyone i sometimes find that i am able to get into the zone where i'm doing like energy work on a room flow right. state of course Your flow state C-flow, right boom. but not everyone i wouldn't say that every dj is doing that but i C-flow think some people no I but think, i, I think every human has a flow yeah, state yeah totally yeah, totally In flow different. state right and and is this something you guys have talked about no, no okay so like flo- so like flow state is like some it requires everyone's got their own like tiger woods is most definitely hitting it right when he's on it right. or any athlete when they're on it, right? They're like, they're really chasing that same feeling that you and I are lucky enough to have found in DJ. And some people, it's an extreme sport where they have to throw themselves out of plane right. to get to that feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that goes for any passion. I guarantee the lady who wrote Harry Potter was hitting flow state yeah. when she hit, when, she, when she's writing her masterpiece, right? Right. Anyone who's passionate and is following their passion and is able to, get into flow state and to create uh to enter into an artistic endeavor and put out something tangible 
that I would call art. And I would say, like I said, an athlete, when Kobe Bryant's weaving his way through the on the court and people are captivated, right? Mm-hmm. He's an art, a ballerina, right? The same thing as like they're an, is an artist. I would say that's art. Anything that is that you you are affected by, other people are affected by. They're taken with. They're, there's they see something there, right? And you know you taste it from a chef. You read it in a book. You're captivated by it. It's a bestseller, whatever. Uh, and uh, and of course, there's you know varying degrees of like, well, shitty art gets picked up, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like really chasing passion, right? That's what's being. If you're able to, if you're sometimes when you're DJing, you can't ever hit that in the zone, right? Is what they call it in sports. Right? Yeah. You're in the zone, I'm trying to recreate some, it every time. Yeah, trying to recreate it and with practice, you know, just like a monk, right? Like those guys are practicing their whole life. They're meditating. They're meditations of practice right to get to that flow state um it's in djing sometimes when you're when you're crushing it you and you're hitting flow state you're flipping the crowd from what they want to what you want right without them even knowing it right like everyone's in the room and they're vibing with you they're on your wave Mm -hmm. right it's just like the surfer hitting the pocket but you're getting everyone on the same team that shit is our job. And when you're able to do it because you practice it and you do it all the time in a bunch of different spaces, right? I mean, like, if you're lucky enough to travel around and, oh, I'm going to try it. I mean, you guys saw me do it that one time, right? Like, there was not not any better example than that one time at Blackbird, right? When the... Uh, like, that was mental. Yeah. That was mental. Yeah, that was insane. That was insane. That was and insane. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm not and saying, you know like, oh, and man, I'm the man. I'm saying, like, I was, like... This is yeah, because I remember it happened, and when it happened, I was just like, "You were like, oh fuck!" But then you kind of heard that like it was getting louder and louder and louder. I think that you even like I think I don't know if it was like your USB came unplugged. No, like, no, I did that on purpose. No, but I pulled it down. Okay, <laughs> I like, but I I don't know. It seemed like you just knew that it was gonna work. I knew, but but I'm okay. Aside from that moment, I'm saying that like. I'm trying to draw a parallel here. Okay, so the flow state is something we're all chasing. Yeah. And you're lucky enough to sometimes you can't get to it. Sometimes it comes easily. Sometimes you know right in the first 10 minutes tonight yeah. it's going to rule. You know, right. whether it's your um, dexterity on the decks or whether it's your mood you're in, whatever. And like I saw your or tweet. people's reaction. I saw your whatever. tweet the other day. You have to be really good at checking yourself at the door, checking yeah. your emotions, right. or your history, your right, past right, for right. the day, and come bringing your best to the, to the table because you are the center of the party. You're of running course. the room. And, uh, you know, again, there's a million... Uh, metaphors right. you could say here and analogies right like i try to tell people again who don't know about djing whatever like i'm like a bartender but i'm serving everyone yeah. the same drink and if, if and when it comes to requests like if i'm serving uh with you know if you think about genres like drinks right like if i'm serving jack and cokes right now don't come over and ask for champagne right go to the champagne bar Get the fuck out of here and go order your champagne at a different bar that's serving champagne because we're in Jack and Coke mode. And I'm going to try to artfully, if I want, if I want to serve some champagne, I will make it so we're drinking champagne, then we're drinking vodka sodas, and now we're in champagne. You don't even know what happened, right? So in that same way, talking about crowds and rooms full of people and like this energy work that I'm saying we're responsible to do, when you see a passionate DJ folding the crowd from what they want, what the crowd wants, which a lot of times that's our job. At the end of the day, you're DJing for the crowd. 
-hmm. But when you're able to fold that demand, what they need, into getting everyone on your side, and now they're with you, you've scooped everyone, and you go, okay, now we're going to go do this. Now we're going to do that. You can only do that in flow state. That's I don't think you can't do that. Symbiosis of yes. you and the crowd. Yeah. And when you think about like, okay, what you're hired to do is I don't think, I don't think you have to do that to DJ. I think you really just have to get up there and play some music. Cause some people do, but I think, and people like that, but I, I'm saying what, like, well, no, 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 I know. But, but what you're saying, what you're saying is more of a personal, you don't have to have an artistic outlet and a creativity to hold down a DJ job. Of course not. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. But what you're saying is that that's for your own personal pleasure, though. And that's who the passionate. DJs well, I think are. that's what's. Yeah, that's what will sift, that's why sift I think the top talent. That's to interesting because I think like when when you're not reaching that flow state and you're having like a, a hard time, you feel it more than some dudes that are just up there playing music. because yeah. They're just like naive to the fact that like, yo, I'm not able to even catch this vibe been, right now. Yeah, I've been in that point where it's like, yo, I feel like that. I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm fucking like yeah, sucking I'm ass. Sweating my heart. Yeah. I'm like, yo, but that, and then I, somebody and then somebody you comes can't, up. You can't mix two records. You mixed a, a yeah, thousand times to save yeah, your life. I'm, like you can mix yeah. them and no one will necessarily hear the difference, but they'll feel. I'm crossing. But then never somebody going to get that same feeling. But then somebody will tell you, yo, you're like killing it. And you're just like, that's the that's the time that they always tell you. That's the crazy part. I've heard that from a million DJs. It's the one that's 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 how you know, like like a certain bartender, it. like a certain bartender was there like, all the time. We'll be like, yo, like, like you're on it tonight. And you're just, and like, it's the night you had to work the hardest. Yeah, and you feel no. And, and you, and you still feel like when it's happened to me, I'm normally walking out like disappointed. Yes. And then the bartender will be like, yo, like you're on your that, shit tonight. I actually heard a comedian say that the other day. He's like, that's when you know you're like in it. Like when you're doing it, when you had a terrible set and someone told you you kill it and you're so mad and right. you're so frustrated. You're like, why? Totally. I've heard yeah. this tons and tons yeah. and tons from people. I, I mean, it, it just it just makes me madder. I'm just like, well, OK, because so it's the I fact that you're separate theory that you're about disappointed, that. but that they're not they don't they're, they don't even get it. They're yeah. like, My, yeah, they, they're never going right, to. Yeah. That, that person's just not picking up on yeah, the right. same wavelength. You're well, at the same, at the same time, at the same time, when people tell me, oh, you're crushing it. And it's like I, I I'll know that like I fucked up like or, you know, or like the music cut or a night that My, minor mistakes may not derail. the. That's what I'm saying. Though. It's not that they don't care. It's that it's that you realize like wow, like yeah. I'm putting so much into this, and, and, then, and look at and then I fucked up, and <laughs> they, they thought they I killed it. It's so minuscule, like right. what you think is happening, and it's like literally not that. Like so, I work at a spot in New York that's like very high pressure, and, and I mean that because what you, is expected of you in the room is like a nonstop, and it, like it doesn't drop right. Um, the Tanner's a resident there too. It's two o five club, mm-hmm. and from the moment you get there at eleven till the moment you leave. 4 30 sometimes 5 a.m it's like think dmx party up level energy right. the, the whole time, time. the whole yeah. time and it's nights like when you have to maintain that like now i can turn it on because i worked there for so long but the learning curve yeah. of getting up to that and that's when you end up you do end up playing songs two three times a night because you can't like you know i'm gonna run yeah. this back you know what i mean i'm playing bring them out again right you know like it's such but a it's also set. but it's also a rotating crowd yeah it's a rotating crowd tiny room super yeah. loud super dark yeah. slammed and it's fun in its own way yeah but it's one of those where you're working so hard that there's almost no there's it's not the same as any other. I'm not going to say like it's not. It's the same as a different set where you can hit flow state, whatever. But I'm saying it's times like that where 
the more disappointed you are in yourself, the better you perform, not in the flow state sense and the artistic sense, but right. like the, like I'm, you never stop trying. Right. And it's almost like the more disappointed you are in yourself, the harder I'm, I'm, I'm my own critic at that point, the harder I'm going to try to right. maintain to this fucking it. nonstop. And I'm looking up, it's fucking one thirty. Right. you're like, fuck. I'm like, fuck, mm. you know what I mean? So that's, and that's a completely different type of, I'm not trying to say the artistic overlap there. It has its own artistic moments in its own way, but it's not the flow state I'm talking about. I'm trying right. to talk about what you were saying with the, the hard working and the way you're upset with yourself and everyone thinks you're killing it. And like, it is, I can understand from the other side of the turntables as a customer, you are kind of killing it. Yeah. If you're, if you're working that hard, that's what the frustrating and that's part what is. the bartender is trying to tell you. The bartender is like, yo, you really killed it. And even if the worst time I'm having is the more successful time for the room. Yeah. That's a different, that's a very niche But I scenario. think it's because the, the perfect flow state is when you're satisfying yourself and the crowd. Totally, so you're yeah. like, you're like, okay, we're all enjoying this. Right. But when it's like, only and there's the so crowd. many different avenues for that. That is based on like, I mean, you could be playing a room, you could be playing a happy hour with 15 people. Yeah. And, and, and hit it. that flow state. If you're in the right mode and it's right. the right people in the right mix on the right night with the right, whatever. Yeah, and you right can vibe. do it and you can do it in that same room. That's super hard. You could do it in a big room, whatever. Yeah. It's all about all the stars. I've done it. Right? I've done it. I've done it in, in a small venue with like 10 people. And it's like, holy shit. Like this is actually working and it's some left field shit. Do you have one example of like the most flow state you've ever performed? like crowd wise or no like no like moment wise? like a moment where you're like i am in the zone without a doubt probably count them with my hand like yeah. with one hand i mean and that's, that's it's very rare yeah i right? think i think it's like i mean i try I, c- to, I try to hit flow state often which i'm stoked when right. i do but not to the level where it's just unstoppable I, it's happened to me at wood yeah i mean like the party like i can literally do it with like my eyes like so I've been there almost six years and the format has changed and the format that it's at now, it's like, it's like open format, party shit, fun shit, good shit. But like I could do a flawless night. I could do a night that from the first song that I play, I can see somebody like one person. I can, you hit, can pick them out, pick them out. Right. I can start playing this and I know that this person was this, this person was this, and the security wants this. Once the flow starts going, once people start dancing, I know I can go from this to this. To this. I know that not, like, from the like front to back, mm-hmm. but I'm there so much that I'm constantly trying to find different ways to find that to get that high. Of course, and I, which is a challenge in and of itself. So right, like when it's super packed, it's not gonna happen. When it's super packed, when people think that's a yo, it's slam, everybody's gonna. It has to be at. I would say about. Low, like lower than half when what is like less than half full where there's a bunch of empty spots but there's people at the bar and people dancing it has to be a little challenge it has Can. to be a challenge mm-hmm. so put in the puzzle pieces exactly because right. these people are like the people dancing are pretty much on there's at this moment there's maybe four people on the bleachers and like 30 people on the dance floor okay and the bar there'll be around 40 50 people in the bar that's about 100 people in your visible area which holds about what like a thousand people right like all the outside 
what do you guys think? Like 700, 800 people capacity? The whole thing? Like shoulder like to shoulder. Yeah, like seven. But I mean, oh, yeah, about six to eight, whatever. I'm not counting inside. Yeah, not inside. Right. So there's 100 people and where 800 people could fit. Sure. There's a lot of gaps. This is where yeah, yeah. if you're standing on this side, you're going to stand out. If you walk in, you're going to walk out because it's not so it that doesn't full. look doesn't packed. look right right so when it's been at that level that's when i'm like i turn the switch on and i'm like you know what and you start working and i fucking start working and i start connecting mm-hmm. and there's always a different like home run you know like sure. sometimes it'll be when i hit him with like just straight salsa boom people start dancing and they connect to that sometimes it's when you play and there are nights where you can't hit that right where you try i try salsa i'll try fucking hey you go you you try to remember that salsa but i'm saying you try to go like i can't quite get this right yeah no of course of course course. but i'm saying like in that room where when when i hit that one homer i'm like all right i know where we're going and Mm -hmm. and you just catch them and you go you're testing the water and yeah putting gauging who's there right right and i would it's like it's it's always a like different i always tell people yo i can play for the locals here like, yo i got i got a story that i was gonna tell related go ahead to this what? one no related to the flow state oh so i've got the one pinnacle example of like the the one right i was playing at rec room new york mm-hmm. before it shut down and i got there and it was like, you know, a combination with, uh, you know, what my chemistry was like that day with what I ate and, you know, like what mood I was, in, all the things, everything was just like, I mean, I didn't know until it was <coughs> happening. And I like, I slammed a drink before I went on and then I like hit a joint, some guy passed me and I like had another drink and like right. I was, you know, <laughs> in the was, fucking zone. yo, bro, yo, I, it, it was, was, it was transcendental. And I played, I was playing, I was playing Fleetwood Mac Dreams yeah. into Marvin Gaye Got to Give It Up right. and like this sort of wave. And people were looking at me like, like aware that this was just not looking at me like a weird, I'm saying like felt that energy. everyone felt the energy. And they want, this is like what the program of the room was, was like yeah. alternative, like they wanted, you know, like vibey, whatever. And this is like, you know, I'm opening, it's like 12. Right. Because we don't get going until like 1, one thirty. The manager comes over to me and I'm like, and I'm, I'm just realizing this is the best moment of my DJ career for mm-hmm. myself, yeah. for myself, best possible achievement. Right. She goes, the owner's wondering why you're not playing chain smokers. bro i fucking fell off my mountain oh my (laughs) i was literally it was the best moment of my life but that's why and And i got the whole room is like bro like no i'm people could feel it people could fucking feel bro and she goes and i go and i look at her i was like chain smokers yo and i was and i was like i was like i'm not playing chain smokers because you told me this is what you wanted she's like yeah well you know i'm in disagreement with the owner this this is what i want but like he's here and he doesn't and i'm just like my my life's over you know what yeah, I mean? Like, this, like no, no, I can never. I still haven't ever gotten back there. <laughs> you know, you, not to that venue. I'm saying to back to that moment. Right. Like, right. I've gotten. Cl- I mean, you guys seen like yeah, I yeah, said. Yeah. Like, there's certain moments that you're like. Yo, that's what what I, of course. I've learned but that like, was like you can never put you, importance in. Any you know what set, I was bro. thinking, bro, <laughs> dude. Dude, I had this. I had this thought the other day. I was like, yo, if I ever, because we were talking, we talked about like the the DJ bookers. We talked about that in the last episode and. I was thinking, I was like, yo, Talk if about I, the trade episode, right? the trade, yeah, right, yeah, right. Well, we talked about that, but I was thinking, I was like, 
I just kind of kept thinking about it, and I was like, yo, if I was ever the main booker at a venue, and like I was talking to the DJ to book them, one of the first questions, first question I would ask them is like, have you ever gotten pulled? And if they say no, they're not getting booked there. Right. And if they say yes, I'd be like, cool, tell me the story. I feel like the move is like if, if for whatever reason. Because I know I know some some like prideful asshole is going to be like, nah, I've never gotten pulled. Yeah. Thinking that they're going to be like. Right. You're know, the man. They're, they're right, the fucking right. man. I'll be, like, be like, all right, thank you, man. Like if, if you're not happy with what the DJ is doing or, or it's not working, I think like, bro, leave it to the end of the night and then let's talk about it. Like, let I mean, this isn't the way they operate. This is right. a whole separate thing. But like. I'm just saying it was such a it was such a crazy contrast because like a yeah. lot of times I'll get in my zone and I'll feel good and I know what I'm doing and it, but it was never to that but extreme. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. You can and never. That's what I learned. You can't put importance to any set either way. Like if you do shitty or if you think you're hitting that flow state. Because I've had times where I remember, I, I remember I did an opening set at Wall one time and it was my first time at wall and bro i, I remember it, it i fucking put the crate after the night You're after like, i put flawless one, victory right, right. flawless victory because <laughs> bro it was like the way i fucking perfected the opening night to like set it up for the headliner it was like a perfect trans transition of the night sure i thought i killed it i was like yo that's it i'm gonna be the resident here and Bad review. Yeah. Or no, not even a bad review. They were just like, oh, yeah, it was cool. Like, like they don't. Right. Like, they, well, that's the thing is I don't expect everyone to be in tune. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the bartender clearly isn't in tune. But like being on the other side is different. Right. But I, I don't know the point I'm trying to make necessarily other than like there is some level of energy work in our jobs that some of us are lucky enough to get the chance to realize and, that yeah. that's important. Other, you know, right. And not that, in every and situation. I, and at the end of the day, there's people in this world that don't ever experience that. Right. So for better, or for worse, they tell you to play chain smokers after you experience that flow state, whatever you had that right. right. First hour You're and a that, half. Right. That You're you were like, that Yo, this is why I DJ. Yeah. I mean, it was the feeling I could have a chase that feeling. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's basically what we're right. t- I mean, trying to do. Recreate I'm trying to think right. of, have you, what is it you, have you had another feeling like have you had that similar yeah I mean, that you can think of for sure i just gotta i mean i had it recently i have like a mini mini uh like flow state whenever i get in my rock bag when i'm out of town mm-hmm. like when i and get people in my, are feeling you and, and you're feeling it and you're doing routines they've never heard but yeah. you know are gonna right. connect like right. whenever i get in my rock bag i'm always like and I always, and sometimes I'm like I want to keep it going. Like I have like my rock bag. I have like five ways out of my like flawless sure. rock bag. Right. Like from this, I'm not gonna name them because I mean it's my fucking my power tool. Sure. Pause. Like I don't know, but if one and two don't work, I go this way. But like right. three and four, it normally works up to four and five. Let's say like mm-hmm. yeah, you go over five and people are gonna like. So if it's working at five. I'm like, yo, I can like like leave here with a home run or I can like, you know, keep running or whatever or you know. But when it gets when it gets to 4 or 5, I'm already like at my flow state. When it gets to like 8 and there's, there's it's happened to me at Venice where I'm like, yo, like how is this still fucking working? Wow. Like, like at Heist. Sure. I know you played there. You just yeah, played, I played there. there on Saturday. Heist in DC like Shout out Bix. Dude, yeah, Bix the homie, man. Um I was playing, I'm DJing, I'm like, and I'm in my rock bag, bro. And I'm like, just kind of wondering. And uh, I think his name is Chino, the security yeah, the dude. security dude, yeah. Chino dude? Yeah, yeah. 
um, I kind of look over and he's, you know, he's like mad cool and yeah, super, super supportive. Yeah. And he's always like, he, he talks to the DJs and whatever. And like, he, I look over at him and kind of like, he's like fucking with it. He's like vibing, yo, like, yo. And I'm like, yo, like, do other DJs like play as much? He's like, nah. He's like, but you're killing it, man. He's like, he's like, keep doing what you're doing. And he's like, and record it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's and the he, one who made me record what I said, too. He always told me, he's like, yo, but record it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, since I'm on my flow set, I just had record. And I didn't have it on mix. No, it was so a lie. the next day I'm like, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, yeah. but was I was like, for you. Was yeah, but for I was you. in my. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I was like in my rock bag, and I and I kept going, and like, and I went back and forth or whatever, and like, you know, the the feedback was was good, you know, like I don't, you know, I, everything was great, but I was in that bag, and I think that when I get into that zone, when I can get people of a certain demographic or genre or 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 a, a party of this kind of energy into something else that's your flow state into that. That's uh, always to me. That's like next level. But so. the, the lowest of the lowest, when you know, you fucked up, you had a horrible night. Yeah. Everybody knows you had a horrible night. Yeah. The party was terrible. <laughs> the staff is disappointed. Yeah. The manager cussed right. you out. No one ever wants right. you back. Right. Well, <laughs> that's happened to me like once or twice. Yeah. Yo, I had one of the worst sets of my whole career in Hawaii, actually. Wow. And first of all, they're already not feeling you because you're mainlander. You know, oh, what I mean? yeah, like that's, that's like serious. a serious thing. But um, it was a combination of like I was living in California at the time, and I'd like, I'd like, I was working full time at the Apple Store, and I had worked a full day, then driven to Santa Barbara, done a gig, then driven back that night, and then worked another full day, and then driven to San Francisco, did a gig, and then flew to Hawaii, landed, and did a gig, and then the next day. And so I was so drained and the time difference got me all fucked up. I just remember like it was back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And this was like the second gig, second day. And I had like taken a nap before the gig, but because of my time shift, I hit REM, I guess. And then my girlfriend at the time woke me up and she's like, yo, you got a gig in an hour. And I like, I'm coming out of this deep sleep, bro. I got to that gig and I was just a slug. I was just like, and luckily it was super chill. Like it was like a bar gig and like the DJ who put me on at the time, he was like super chill about it. And they did, you know, they're like, you know, like my sister was there also. She was like, yo, I heard people talking shit on you in the bathroom. You know what I mean? It was like, (laughs) it was bad. Like, and I knew it was bad, but like my eyes were like, not, it was like, it's a a, a learning experience, right? It's the worst gig I've ever done. And not the gig was bad. I was bad. You know what I mean? So like then after that, I adopted a routine where it was like, yo, you don't, don't take a nap no matter what time zone without four hour buffer. You know, yeah. you to wait like if Always. I do a gig at eleven in New York, yeah. my cutoff is seven. Yeah, you can't wait. I up have to wake up at eight at the latest. I'm not gonna wake up at nine and go DJ at eleven. Like I'm not. I personally, you know, those are learning experience. Yeah, I, I still do. have learning experience. I do a three hour buffer. Yeah, like but like so. I that's something that like you know at least I got something out of it and it was a one off and I actually recently talked to the dude who put me on like and it's been you know close to ten years and I and I hit him up recently. And I got him on the phone. I was like, hey, by the way, man, I just got to let you know, like, that was the worst gig <laughs> I've ever done. And I'm still embarrassed about it. I had, I had, I'm trying to think of, like, I mean, I had the, I'm, the one I remember clearly. I mean, dude, I ran into the homie the other day, I swear, and he brought it up. He always oh, brings it Orlando? up. Yeah, <laughs> he I'm always like, brings it up. Yeah, but it was funny because he brought it up, and I was, like, crushing sway. And I'm like, yeah, remember that time? But everybody loved that stuff. But what, you're just not on the horse? Dude, I got, it was like one of, I was like probably 19 and I got booked. I mean, it was out of town, but it was like four hours away, but whatever. It was Orlando. 
And then uh, they were doing, they were only bringing Miami DJs. It was like South Beach. I was a DJ on, on the beach still, but like I had just started on the beach. So whatever, they're like, ad, like promoting like South Beach DJs every Saturday, blah, blah, blah. Brian's going to love the story. <laughs> and and uh, so they bring me in and they're hyping me up like, yo, this guy won the battle, open group resident. He DJs at Mansion, DJs at Louie. And they're <laughs> like, boom, okay. So this guy's like hype on me, whatever. So they put me on. I'm doing my shit, but I'm 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 still a kid, and I'm like I'm not even I'm like oh I'm gonna open like I open it on the beach because that's mm-hmm. kind of what they right. were you know promoting so right. whatever. And then I'm like trying to get into it, but also it was a slow night. <coughs> then they were trying to do like a Miami mashup thing, but I'm like yo this isn't gonna work right now. Let me like, you know let me try to mm-hmm. the owner just well, for what he was I guess you were he, opening but you no were, I was playing the whole night. Okay, but he's and, opening for himself. Yeah, but okay. he for whatever reason I. To this day, still think it was a little personal. I don't know why, but he was salty. So, like, he would come to the booth and, and like, put up the game. Like, oh, this why you have it so low. But I didn't even know he was the owner. Whatever, whatever. So, I'm just, like, I'm not catching a vibe because I could feel energy just not course, happening. Right. Yeah. Brian's Eyes texting me, like, you. yo, yo, what are you doing? Like, this guy is not happy, blah, blah, blah. So, I'm just, like, not feeling it, bro. And I could feel the guy just, like, eyeing me and pissed. So whatever the night's slow so he like pulls me early he's like oh whatever don't worry about it like whatever whatever so long story short i'm like already like yo let's get out of here so brian's like oh you know trying to settle the check at the end of the night whatever and the guy's like like oh you want me to pay this guy no and i'm like and i'm like i was like not even there i was like pretending i wasn't even listening and and basically he was like he's like this guy fucking dj's on the beach on miami beach like uh, you're lucky i'm even gonna pay him for showing up here and he was like screaming, like like busting my ass, and I'll never forget that day. And and yeah, he's like, I'm never booking this guy again. And then like a month later, the club closed. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's <laughs> the thing is like over the years too, and especially in the past couple, like I'm only really trying to work with people and at yeah. places that are fucking with me. Oh, of course. If you want me Same to show dude. up and do what you want, there better be an overlap in my world I where mean, it is what I want yeah. to. And it was I one mean, of those. To me, to me, that happened to me with, um, like on the beach, like it got to the point, you know, I, I was, I was at a venue that I was good and everything was great. I had, you know, I was, I was doing something for them and I was getting something back. They moved to another venue and then it was, it made zero sense. Like I was, I was not getting the return and I was not, getting the self-pleasure of, of doing that. So I was like, yo, fuck this. Like, right. I, I, try, I try to say um, fun is a currency. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. Like, right? But you realize that when you get older. Like, right. I was just stoked to have an out-of-town gig. But, right. but now looking back, it's like, oh, that was one of those venues where they don't know what they're doing. So like, they're just pissed at the nice, terrible. Right. They booked this Well, the Miami first DJ. person they can point to exactly. is you on a song. And it's night, like, yo, right? this music is like, come on. But, but, if, but you, did, you, did you feel like you were doing a good job? I feel like I was just doing a job. I wasn't, I was neutral. But you didn't feel but, like you were doing a bad job. Yeah. But also it was like, I was doing the job I could do with what I was given. But then also, <laughs> then I started feeling his energy and that, that shit is real. Right. Just of how course. we give oh, out energy. Of course. Oh yeah. my God, that could ruin your entire right. night. So of I was course. thrown off, but. That's why, I mean, that, that's the fundamental reason why, you know, DJs don't like requests because a request is, even if it comes with, you know, with a tip or anything yeah. comes from someone important, whatever it is, the fundamental underlying theme is I you, want you to do something different right. than what you're doing. Yeah. Even if it's in line with it's, it's, it's like, you're like, well, I think I know better than you. And so 
I mean, obviously we go on and on about requests and the, you know, the, um, idea of entitlement, right. and this, that, and the other, but I think it really is an offensive thing where it's like, well, you, especially if it's coming from an owner or manager, it's like, well, you hired, yeah, and then you it's, hired me it's to weird do this thing. And then, cause like my, what they want for the night might not be working or fitting for that specific right. night. So then if you try something and it's like, yo, it might be cheesy, but like right now this is what it calls for and it's working. Right. Then they, and I understand, they kind of look down. Like yo, I understand from the business aspect, like I, it being in their position, you're like, well, this is the brand we're creating. Like you could, true. you could be like, you that's know, true. there's a room where it's like, okay, well, we only want new rap right? right and you're like you're you come in and you're like well i know better i'm a dj and this i know that if i played eve right. let me blow your mind it's fucking 15 year old record it's gonna pop off in this fucking room but that's not what they want from a branding perspective i understand both sides of it obviously i understand the dj right. side but like i get it and you just gotta know when to you just gotta know when and how and how hard you can push that envelope and if you get the blessing and you know if they're comfortable with you and like one example i mean there's like old heads in New York that can come into one Oak and play whatever the fuck they want. Right. And then when I play there, I have to stay in a tiny little box cause I know they don't know me. They don't fuck with me. I'm there because I'm there, not because they want me there. Right. I'm there cause I'm like, obviously I want to promote that I'm there and put it on the calendar, put it on my Instagram, whatever. I'm not there because I'm having a great time. If they let me out of the box, I could turn, turn it into a great time, yeah. but I'm in the box and I know I'm in the box. So I don't break the box open. Of course. Because I know the second that if I break the box open, it without their blessing, without them being comfortable with who I am or, mm-hmm. or having that sort of cosign yeah. ahead of time, yeah, you're out. I'm out. I'm fucking out. Right. The, I got an interesting story about um, how I got to be a resident at Tau. So I was at Vandal, which is owned by Tau Group, and at Vandal they truly let me do whatever I want, right. like yeah. in the super supportive way. Right. Yeah, like no, there's, no. I would have to, I would have to cause a scene. I mean, I jumped on last time I was there. Right. <laughs> they, I mean, I would have to cause a scene to the point where it would be like to warrant them being mad at me. It would have to be like, like yeah, almost something. borderline illegal where, you know, of course. selling drugs in the right, club or right, something insane. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like there's nothing I could do. Musically. No, you got, I mean, you were playing very open format and then when I jumped on, you told me, yo, just play like whatever you want, whatever you, know, you want. Right. right. And so, but that's only because I know that they're comfortable. Right. So right. they, so the more comfortable I know they are, the more comfortable I am and the better my set is because I know that any risk I can take is on me. Right. They're not going to come hammering on me for that risk. Right. So I'm there and I was in the zone and the fucking place was cracking off. Nice. And one of the main, main owners way up the chain of all of Tau group was there. And apparently he told the manager, he's like, yo, this guy's fucking killing it. We open need, format. Open, like, he's like, yeah. we need this at every venue. Right. And I'm like, the owner, the manager comes over to me. He's like, bro, this guy. And I was like, right. I don't know who that is. Right. You know, I'm like, you he's know. like, it's Mr. Tao himself. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like Charles I, Tao. I was kind of kind of being an ass. Like, well, I don't know who the fucking guy is. He's like, dude, he's a fucking owner. I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, yo, he's feeling, he shows me a text. He's like, this guy, this guy rules, whatever. Right. I was stoked. Nice. And I was like, yo, like, give me the email interest, something like that. Sounds right. awesome. But I know, but I know that, that if they fucking took a crane and dropped me into marquee and i played the same fucking set at marquee not gonna happen. they would pull me off in five minutes less if i was doing the same set in a different room where he's saying we need this guy in every room right. 
it's because I would be reading the room. I wouldn't play that side of Marquee. Of course. I'd be, unless unless I had the ultra fucking cosine, which you can't really get on the first time in, right. in any course, room. Even if they're like, even if he was there massaging yeah. my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> even like, if it's bro, do what you did at Vandal. It's like, right. I can't because I'm not in the <laughs> yeah. same room. It's I'm not with the same people. Where, where people it's not do the that, same night. And they're like, yo, but remember that time you played? It's like, right. Yeah, that yeah was but that that's a different party. Like, those are, it, it all shows, it all depends on who shows up. Right, yep. you can play the same Friday at the same dope club with a different set of people, and it is a different set. Of course, if you're doing your job right. So, it anyway. So I did get the email cosign later, and like, I, and I got the email intro to the guy who books right, and whatever. Right. I got higher up in the chain, so it did work out for me even longer. But I knew I liked his fundamental feedback, yeah. but I knew he was wrong, of course, because he's not a DJ. But he opened the door for you. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, he it, so, yeah, it I mean, went up. I'm super stoked. Yeah, but, but it was just funny because like he doesn't even know as excited as he was right. how wrong he is. Of course, yeah. Right. That's always like the dilemma. Unfortunately, it's unfortunate because I wish he was right. I wish they could be like, "Yo, we want this guy," and I come in, "Yo, you know how fast it would you know what's me funny? Off those decks, you know dude? what's funny? You know what's funny? That that kind of happens here, but the other way around, as in DJs that aren't good are getting co-signed. Because they hype certain people on the mic or they, you know, rub somebody like they cater to somebody and then they're like, yo, this guy is the man. Like, right. I'm going to like, well, that's co-sign. the game, but right? Know, it's networking it's, your way through. And it's the, the same exact thing. Just reverse. But I'm right? saying, but it's reverse. But oh, it's like, like, instead of off talent, it's off, of off talent. It's off it's networking. That's whatever yeah, they sure. think is sure. good right. in their eyes. So, so you know, you know they're the, getting that door open and then they're bamboozling the next person and the right. next person. And it's that chain like over and over. But the only thing that suffers is the party. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, okay, so like the club might be happy. Again, it, it, the club has a certain brand and they want a certain image and they want a certain music. And the DJs, you know, you and I might be like, well, that's not good. The room would be more right. hype if we did this. And oh, if I did open format, or if I can feel it out and you're not allowed to, right? Yeah. But the only thing that's suffering is their brand. It's not their brand, it's the party, the, the actual party. And you might not know that if you're not in the room. Yeah. So, like, for example, I'm going to tell a story about public. So I was, I was eating at public and this was like brand new mm-hmm. and it just opened and I was lucky enough to get my, uh, usually someone's hot, it's new, takes me a year right. and a half to even get the plug. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's after it. I that think I made, was there. You were, you, yeah. I put you in the first yeah. chance. I and I played, yo, I played the weekend after you. Bro, I got the, I got the co-sign. <laughs> no, I, I, got, played, I played, the, yo, I got sit down with I, the guy who did the booking I and he I was like. the day after you. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, yo. And I was like, instantly, I was like, yo, let me, uh, I got other guys like me. I got Tanner and I got Kaz coming in. I can l- release Kaz from the booking I have yeah. him for and give him to you. And he's like, yes, yes. he Dude, in that meeting, he gave me five slots. Yeah. Two for me, two for Tanner, one for and, this guy. And, and this is public hotel. This, this is, is like, I remember you told me, and it was so new and it was like, there was nothing there. And then the only thing that had happened was the ASAP Rocky release. Right. Like the weekend before, and but was, this was like it was the shit of all shit. That's what it's I'm like, saying. Yo, when I take when I say I'm playing somewhere hot now, like whatever, what, I don't even you know nothing comes close to what that was at that time. But when I say I'm playing somewhere now, I get two, three, five people to come. When I said I was playing at public those first few weeks, yeah. thirty to forty people would text me. Yo, can you get me? And it was like I'm talking about it was like the hottest shit in New yeah. York, and like that's not normal. Again, I was like, lucky. You to gave me there. the breakdown. You gave me the breakdown, and then just reminded me of the skit from the dude from Saturday Night Live, the guy that does uh, Barry. <laughs> right. What's his name? The guy. Uh, I forgot the actor's name, but he'll be like, um, about the door guy with the yeah. baby hands. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll yeah, be yeah. like, he'll be like, okay. He's like, tonight we're gonna go to 
elephant foot. Elephant foot is a, right, is right. a Taiwanese uh, uh, tamal store that they sell African like, and it's like a super crazy description. And that's how you were describing it to me. You're like, bro, this way public is like super cool, but it's like, well, like, it's, like they don't want the suits, but they want this. But if if you look like shit, right. you can get in. And right. if, if yeah. it looks like you have a story to tell, like, like you're definitely a person that right. they're it was like want. the Bergane of yeah. New York for yeah. that yeah. week. Or whatever, and you were telling right? me like, you're like, bro, like, like you know, like all the all the Wall Street douchebags are like. Trying, trying to get, to get in, in, couldn't even get in, and like no, they didn't bro, want like they were trying to buy movie. bottles and everything and nothing. And you were like, right. t- and this is the just reminding me of that fucking SNL dude, and it was so crazy. And then you were like, yo, you're playing like the next day, and and and, and it was crazy. But I have a friend that moved, had recently moved to New York, super like in the scene, you know, to be seen. Cool. And I told her I was playing there, and she's like, yo, can I come? Right. And I told her like be there early, this and this and yeah. this, and it was her and her other friend. And no, it was three girls. It was like, and they came to see me because I was at the spot. The spot, right. And I was, like I said, with Crack the Code, I was in there. And the second or third time I played there, which was like, you know, the second month they were open. This is like, you know, I'm not trying to like talk trash or whatever, but like basically I got there and I was like stoked to be playing, obviously the hot spot, whatever. And an hour into my set, they come over and they're like, bro, like you got to move out of the way. Like Virgil blows here. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, but we're going to have like his opener or whatever. But like, and I was like, all right. They're like, you're still paid, whatever. Just chill. Just go grab a drink, whatever. And I was like, all right. And I go upstairs because there's like a balcony and I can like, mm-hmm. it's like kind of private up there compared to being with everything else. So I'm just chilling. And like his whole crew rolls in and it's like 50 motherfuckers on stage with him. You know what I mean? Like right. clout, like right. a motherfucker. And he jumps on. I have a video. He's playing like whale noises, like straight up the more R <laughs> more R and B than R and B, like 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 slower than Bryson Tiller, like, like ambient sounds. I'm not joking, like like a YouTube two hour go like to that, sleep, like the to... ten hour fucking yeah, loops, uh, loops. loop. But it, but I mean, you know, and I'm I'm not the whole set. Obviously, you, you that was much, one track. That you, was one track. So I'm not gonna say he played it for two hours. But you but. know how you know how much I love Virgil. Like I just posted that picture. No, with like no. I remember I was listening. The only reason I'm saying this because yeah. I was listening to the other hot podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to the other podcast with the uh, with Rockticon and A Tracks, and they're talking yeah. about like all that matters is being a nice guy, right? They're like, well, Virgil's a trash DJ, but he remembers the, bar- the bartender's name, he remembers the bouncer's name, right. he's smiling for the pictures, whatever, and that goes a long way. And he's completely correct. Right. But it was like another one of those almost like them pulling me off at, at, or at rec room with the chain smokers right. comment. I was like, I was devastated, bro. I was like, I finally made it where I'm finally playing the hot spot on the hot night in like the limited, like little minuscule, like I this think, is the spot. Yeah. And they boot me for the clout guy. Yeah. And bro, the only people enjoying it were the people on stage. With me. I had the room jump and I was playing, you know, whatever it was. And up until they got there and it was a dance party and he yeah. get on and I, I was taking videos from the second level because I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And the whole room, people are just like on their phones, like milling around. And this is what I'm going back to is the party was suffering. Yeah. But you better believe Publix brand was people were jumping over bushes. Yeah. They were there was like eight foot high bushes yeah. and lines and packs and crowds. You know, Gigi right. Hadid's out the next week there, whatever. People were like, Virgil's playing. Right. It was a bad, <laughs> yo, and that shit is more important. It is yeah. more important because you don't have to be at the, the sucky party right. for it to be better 
for the brand. Yeah. It's better. Yes, the party was worse. Right, right. But public clout was through the roof. Yeah. From there on, it just skyrocketed. And I'm sitting there being like, oh, my God. Like, what is this? this is a I joke. I think all the owners and you know, stuff are praising him. Like, yo, right. Virgil. Like, wow. Yo, totally. I mean, so does it matter that his DJ shit was, like, to me, it's slap in the face. Yeah. Cause like I'm it's not gonna I'm not I'm you know not gonna come crazy? in and design a jacket, bro. Right. That sucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, bro, I've been I've this is my life. This but is I mean, my whole we, we did, we fucking. Yeah, shit. To, you to, know what's funny? That's I'm going back to last week's episode. Like that moment. That's how I felt with the story that I told last week. Of like, you know, like I got this gig through a connection. Like the door was open. Finally, got I the got chance. there. Like, like fucking home run at the stadium. I'm there. I, I get offered this, and then I get slapped in the face with like trying to like to get something out of it. When I'm like, right, like yeah, I was just the told, guy was trying like, to, to me. I was like, yo, like I've been busting my ass for the last X amount of years to get to this point. I kill it, like for that disappointment to go away because all you want is something back something from back, me. Right. not for my talent, not for the what I've shown and proved. Yeah. Right. So that's that's something like that feeling, but. I mean, it was that just, just like goes back it, to being passionate about yeah, DJing. Right. Like, that happened to me. I mean, remember when we used to do like Scam Saturdays at Mansion? Yeah. It's like, but you would open for the, I would open for Nick Cannon once. Right. And I remember I was like, yo, it's like, first of all, I've worked so hard Bro, all these years to right. just have this open opening gig that I'm so proud of. Like, yo, Mansion on South Beach, one of the legendary clubs. Mm-hmm. I'm here every week. Like, I'm perfecting right. my opening set. I have the crowd like. I, like I know the the room like the back of my hand. I had the crowd perf- perfect for him. Right. I'm setting him up. I'm like, yo, Nick, nice to meet you, blah blah. blah. And like this dude does not even want to be here. Mm-hmm. He's pissed. He has a DJ. He's right. like, yeah, like this is like a little side gig I gotta right. do. And, right. and terrible. Yeah. Like bad vibe. Bad vibe. Right. The energy's so low. Everything mm-hmm. dips. Nice ruin. Mm-hmm. Then they want me to get back on, and it's like, and now you have to clean up clean up mm-hmm. and but then they're still praising him like yeah and it's right like, yo it's just yeah, like it, it just happen. goes to show you that you are that's why I, I am a bar back you know right. what i mean like i am a bartender at that point right like, i'm gonna make sure that people are getting what they need right. to make the business run right because i'm lucky enough to get an, a chance to express myself artistically in a way that i've figured out how but that isn't why they're hiring me yeah I, I that might be why my homies allow me the chance to get put on. Right. I'm gonna play tonight. Aaron's gonna put me on because he knows I have the capacity right. to do that. But the venues, uh, you know, no one's. I don't. I don't know if I've ever been necessarily directly booked because they're like. I mean, you know, that's not true. I guess people are like, you killed it, whatever we want it. But it's like the business and really revolves around, like, are you able to keep people around and spend money and that can happen without the overlap of the artist. That's what I'm saying is like there's it's a Venn diagram. So you're saying oh, wait, you're going to say that you've never gotten booked. No, before? I have. I'm I'm jumping the yeah. gun. I have. For sure. There's people who've been like you killed it, we want you whatever. Right. But like at the end of the day I'm saying to staff a bar with a DJ, a working DJ. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you're bringing that artistic creativity, it's a bonus. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we're lucky enough to have found an outlet through there, but it's not necessarily a requirement. Right, of course, because there's the, as as long as the wheel is turning, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be somebody there that can as turn the wheel. As long as there's base 
and Big Sean coming out of the speaker. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why I always there's not like, no one's really concerned. After a no. certain point, I I started just taking every gig the same, approaching it the same way, whether it was a big gig or a small gig. I was like, yo, this isn't going to determine anything, or it might, but either way, I got to come with the same energy because right. someone's either going to hate it or love it, but it's it's not it's not it's not my fault. So yeah. here's it's subjective. Here, here's what I've recently come to terms with, personally. Right. I think that I'm coming to the point where I am. I'm not over DJing. I'm stoked when I get to actually stand up and do the DJ gig. Right. But I'm getting pretty over the hustle to get the DJ gig. Right. I've been hustling a long time. Right. Right. To get those DJ gigs. Right. And it's it's a grind. Everyone knows it's a grind, but I'm starting to hit that limit of like really wanting to continue grinding i don't want to i'm not saying i'm not i'm not the salty dj who shows up and phones it in right when i get up there i'm gonna do it no of course like I'm, i love that right i don't think i love no i know i know i, grinding, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I do not, I do not so look at it the same way as so actually yeah, performing you've been so what's the next what's the next step then we can talk about uh yeah, you haven't you kind of launched a little, or I don't know. Yeah, know I mean, yeah. So I got. Talk uh, about it. Yeah, so in. I think this is the second topic. We, <laughs> <laughs> we got so. We were talking about edits for a while. Yeah, yeah but and then we talked uh, about flow. It's a good, good conversation. Yeah. Um. So I got an agency in New York. Okay. Um. Which I was hesitant to call it an agency, but I guess if I'm a booking agent, mm-hmm. then at some level it is an agency. Uh, downtown talent is uh on Instagram at downtown talent. Right. And I kept it off Instagram actually for two and a half years. So I've been doing it for three and a half years. It, was, it took about a year before I actually separated the funds into its own business entity. Right. But um, but now I just decided to put on Instagram, uh, not because I want to be on Instagram. And <laughs> that's another topic thing, right. too. <laughs> but because, um, because I felt like it would be a good idea uh, to put it on the platform as a tool for my team Mm -hmm. and for myself as a branding element. So I realized, and a lot of this, uh, like me coming to terms with where I'm at in my career and the trajectory I want to take it and X, Y, Z came from like ruminating on that um, rock to con a track conversation Mm -hmm. and, you know, hearing Shecky's input and all the DJs on the road podcast everyone's you know it's nice to hear other people talking about the same things we're thinking about and ruminating on and you know like fucking 100 percent of my conversations in real life are about djing anyway of course so um finally listening to that off other people's recommendation and ruminating on it for a couple weeks i was realizing that you know branded wise on my instagram um because you can you can come up with a million different brands i know you have um, every day in the workout <laughs> stuff. <laughs> what? We don't talk about some of those. Some, well, I got some secret brand. Okay. Well, you know not, what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can, you can um, add an element. You can, ha- you can be open format club DJ plus right. self care. Right. Plus yeah. photography. Cause I think plus before it was a little frowned upon maybe like, well, like you know, back in the day it was right. like, Oh, well, like, I mean, DJ five is a perfect example plus food, right? Yeah. Like that's an element right. of his uh, brand, which is super smart. It's super smart to do something like that. And I don't think that's something I've implemented. Like for a while, my shit was like not I even. I mean, the memes. That's not on my Instagram, though. <laughs> I know. I mean, well, people know you from. Underground King. Well, you, you, you know what I'm saying, though. Like <laughs> right. if you were to, if you were a stranger and you pull up my Instagram and you look at it. And this is something I thought about from their conversation is mm-hmm. like my brand, brand on Instagram is like this guy's a club DJ, which is 
not necessarily the most effective brand if you're talking about trajectory right because yeah. like they discussed um finding a way to become famous finding a way to become virgil first and then well, get think, the gig and knock the gig no, out of the park. Mean, it's, it's well, like manufacturing some sort brand, of fame that's separate, I, I think that's separate, that, that has a story right. attached and all the branding elements. Well, I right? think what I'm starting to realize too is that like it, it's just basically like kind of Gary Vee ish. It's like you, you got to be your own personal brand, whatever that may be. Whatever it's just it may you be. as your own right. person. So, like, let's say it's just C flow. It's just like you building yourself up and to people relate to you and like you. So that totally. like, let's say if for one day you transition from a DJ to what? a cook, they're right. still going to fuck with you because right. they fuck with you. Well, I know what you. you've, you've said stuff about like, okay, you finally get the video and you're walking in with the right. backpack right. and you get the shot with right. your hands up right. a big room DJ shot, like all that stuff yeah. just only builds one particular image, right? right. It'd be it, the club. I, this guy's a club DJ. Right. And like, that's what I have right now. And I'm not saying it's a bad idea and I'm not saying it's a good idea, but that's what I have. Right. And I realized inside of that lane, being associated with or being uh, the founder of a DJ agency would be a powerful addition. Okay. So I decided to make an Instagram for the DJ agency so I could reference that yeah. in my own, which is something I wanted to steer clear from for so long. I wanted to steer clear, first of all, you know, it's out of the bag, but like, I don't need a billion DJs hitting me up. All right. Right. For like, yo, put me on, give me gigs, whatever. Like, I don't need that. That's a lot of extra communication. Right. And, uh, when it comes down to communicating with all the DJs I currently work with, it's a lot of uh, clerical and administrative tasks yeah. and more time in your phone and all these things that like, I really was trying to keep that on the low. Um, and the other thing is like, I don't see the necessary value in making my DJs hashtag things and like tag me and things. I do see, I do see the value. I see the branding value. I see that, but that's not necessarily something I see a direct return on. Now I'm obviously wrong in the way that like, if you do have it packaged tight enough, a stranger can stumble across it right. and be like, well, I need to book a DJ. Well, here's an agency. Let's book them. And that's really powerful. Yeah. So I realized, you know, I was wrong. Like maybe the one way I looked at it for a couple of years is like with my, with, was not the way I should be looking at it. You know what I mean? Like I can, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll put this platform out or I'll, I'll put it up on the platform and then I'll allow my DJs who I do work with to leverage that to their benefit. Right. Just like I see other DJs associated with other agencies, you know, and then uh, having someone that you, they can email a booking, you know, and that's not necessarily my name, but right. having that as a branding element, as a tool for all the people I work with who are on my team and actually for myself where I'm like, Hey, um, I'm the owner of this and actually didn't even put owner. I put a, a managing partner. So, it sounds, <laughs> so it sounds even bigger than just me, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. right so right. people are stumbling across it like, oh, this one. Oh, he's involved in he's it. You know? meetings every yeah, night. Totally. Right. <laughs> right. So, but, um, but yeah, so I got that. And then, um, you know, I think there's a lot of work to be done. Cause like right now I don't even really have like a, uh, an approach that I've thought about and, um, you know, thinking about hiring like an intern from NYU or get some kids who want to be on their phones because I right. don't want to be on my phone. But, um, I mean, you know, there's, you there's can get an aspiring DJ. That yeah, totally. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I think there's a lot of avenues to explore there. But yeah, I'm doing, doing a lot of work to uh, whip the agency business into shape in order to be ready for expansion. Got it. So I've been working with, you know, every weekend between 
four to ten venues a weekend right. and not all you know not all of those are every weekend but you know the men on the low end four and on the highest end ten and i'd like to get it the lowest end to be ten you know like that would be a goal in the next year to to like make it double basically scale up right, right. scale up and in order to scale up then it's been nice for the last two and a half years to dial in all the operations as far as like making sure my DJs show up on time and prepared with all the information they need and all the, you know, all the dude, like just worrying about my own DJ sets versus dealing with 10 other people working that night. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot, you told me horror stories and yeah, there's a lot that goes into making sure everyone's prepared to fire on all. I mean, everybody, everybody in our circle, we've all been working together for years. Like, and then, but you're working with people that you're not even that close to. I mean, I may I may be and the po- common point of contact, but they don't even know each other. That's what I'm saying. And so that's why, like, this past couple of weeks, I've actually been I've been having meetings and everyone's getting to know each other. I got everyone off BCC, and now I'm doing, like, open emails so okay. everyone can see who each right. other are. I, like, sent them a huge list. Like, these are the people I work with on Instagram. You guys should follow each other. Right. And I'm like, by no means am I making my DJs tag me or reference me in their right. files or whatever. No one's exclusive to me, like, all these other things. But, like, I'm trying to build a team so that everyone benefits. Right. And, you know, if we can share information and we can share resources and assets and all these yeah, things. That's what it's about. Yeah, totally. And everyone's going to come out stronger. And I tried to explain that to my, you know, in my meetings to my guys. I was like, look, like, I can choose to work with, uh, there's like a kind of like two, I mean, there's a kind of tons of different kinds of DJs, but like if I'm going to hire a DJ, I can choose to work with a really strong DJ who may or may not have a good brand package, or I can work with a really well-branded DJ that oftentimes isn't, uh, isn't that good at DJing. Mm-hmm. And for me, if I want to book you, it's more important that you're good at the music shit right. than you are with how good you look online. It's right. more important that you're competent that you're professional, that you're going to show up. make your job easier. Yeah, to make, I mean, especially if I'm working with more than one of you and I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm working. And well, you're working. Right, totally. And I'm somewhere else. Like, I need everyone to be on the professional DJ hit, whether or not they're branded. And it's easier for me to work with members of my team to elevate their brands yeah. than it is for me to take someone who's got the brand stuff lined up and help them Plug DJ it. better. I don't need, I got no time to help <laughs> anyone DJ better. Right. <laughs> I don't want to worry about that. I'm not going to tell you how to mix your songs and take your crates and all right. these other things. Like that's a really hard thing to do. Right. But the other one that I can do is like, I can help you get a non Gmail address. You know what I mean? Like I can help you uh, refine your logo or yeah. hook you up the, with the press kit the guy. DJs that, that want to get better and like are more open to help. Cause the people that have a brand right. before, the actual skill Well, all we can do is learn from them like they've clearly they're skilled at something yeah but i need guys who and girls who are good at dj but you know it's crazy that like so many of those people that their brand is better than their djing are the ones that you mentioned before the ones that they don't want that feeling of the flow right the ones that are just getting the wheel they just right or they were Famous in something else, so they picked up DJing. That's what I'm saying. And it's saying. just another income stream That's what for I'm them. Saying. But they're good at having, like, a lot of the ones, the thing that they're good at is having a brand. No, totally. So, and I'm not trying to take away from that at no, all. That's no. its own. Right. It's yeah. own. That's there's, what I'm there's rare people that can kind of. Right. And that's kind of what I think, again, the Road Posca guys were saying is like, hey, if you got the brand lined up and you get the booking and you're good at DJing, you're golden. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, but it's very few people. And, and there's know. people that you forget that they got in. Like, I can't even, 
I know there's one that you forget that like they had a brand before and then they got into DJing, but it was so long ago and they really are good at DJing. DJs right, yeah. That you're like, oh yeah, they're just a DJ. Right. Right. Because they chose that route. So so doing all the administrative and clerical stuff in order to get my team elevated on individual brands, I think at the end of the day, it's better for me to help everyone on my team build up their brands because it's better to represent them, right? If I turn around, I'm like, hey, look, here's the people I work with and everyone's dialed in. Yeah. That's something I want to invest in. Yeah. And it's better for them because if I'm out of the picture tomorrow or if we stop working together, whatever it is, they're still going to walk away with something that's more packaged and more professional. So there's a bunch of stuff that I've been like, you know, that I've found out on my own through my own refining of my own brand. I'm not saying my brand's perfect. I'm not saying like, hey, look at my website. Make my website like your website. Look at my press kit. Like, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying like, it took me a long time to find stickermule.com is the one. That's the stickers I like. And like, yeah, there's other stickers that work. But like, I think I think that's the best one, yeah. and I'd rather pass that info along there. I'm not gonna make my DJs use it, but I'm like, they should know. I'm like trying to I'm trying to spread the info out right. amongst the people that I can help elevate, or like that are helping you. Back. Yeah, or like right. another one that I came across. That every, I mean, if you're working DJ and you're sending invoices, Wave Apps, like Wave dot it's WaveApps dot com. Right. And it's like yeah, an invoicing platform. Like I've been on a couple. I've been on like four different Tiny platforms. Invoice. Tiny Invoice, um, uh, Invoice to Go. I've been on a bunch of them. Tiny Invoice fucked me recently. I was on the iPhone X and I switched. Oh, I yeah. switched to the back to the SE to get a small phone, and it um, it only brought over half my database. It fucked me, and that's when actually Don Redfox, the one who told me about Wave Apps, and then when I searched Wave Apps in my uh, email some mm-hmm. of my DJs two of three of them were already sending them that way oh shit so I went to look at it and I was like alright Don told me about it these guys are using it and I was like dude it's free it looks great it's on the web it's on the computer it's on your apps I can't stress another enough gem. another gem way better than Tiny Invoice way better than Invoice to go but like having a professional looking invoice is part of your brand you send it it looks nice. It doesn't look like a pages document or Word document, an Excel file, a Google Doc, whatever. It doesn't look like you don't know how to navigate the professional world. It looks professional. Having a non-Gmail address, a custom domain that you send it from, when you have a business card and it says gmail.com, you're plugging Google. If I can help you, I've done the, the fucking web registrar and mail host nerdery so many times that I know how to do it, I'd rather sit down and do it 25 times for 25 different DJs and help everyone get their custom name at their custom email. And then when they have a business card, they're plugging themselves. You know what I mean? Like they're not plugging Google. And I think those things, it's the little things. It is little things. And you stack all those things up and they, they create a very professional image and it's all about perception. That's what the branding is. That's what everyone's trying to do with social media is like this professional, Again, I'm not saying like yours should mirror mine, but if I've come across information that I found useful, I'm trying to now get that information to my team. Yeah. I mean, it's only going to help the entire team. It's going to help everyone. Everyone. So um, it's been really good, and I I see a lot of growth in the near future. So nice. I'm, st- I'm stoked on that. Let me ask you one more thing. What's the craziest mashup? transition edit what's like the wildest like like idea that you've come up with that's good or not good both 
Well, I did have a project okay. with DJ Dunk okay. called Stupid Mashups. Right. Oh, it was on SoundCloud. It was on SoundCloud. I remember, yeah. And we got we got about ten thousand hits before they took it down across all our mashups. And right. the idea behind Stupid Mashups with was first come up with the awful wordplay, right. and right. then try to make the mashup. And the worse the mashup sound, the better it was. And I think no. the worst my, one might have been. It was. It was, I think, Don't Wake Me Up by Chris Brown over Party Up. Mm-hmm. And we took the Don't Wake Me Up at 128 and dropped it down to, was it 100, 93 100, yeah. or whatever it is. Party and Up, it was like, uh, DMX? Yeah. 101. 101. And it was like, and it was like don't wake me up. It was like all, it was an auto-tune, but off-tune and yeah. like drawn out. It was so bad. It was one of the best. It was like, don't wake the party up. Oh and it was God. so bad. And it was, I mean, it's awesome. It, but I mean, <laughs> it was only for SoundCloud, only for jokes, and only for laughs. As far I as I remember like, seeing that page, and then I think I sent it to you, and then you told me that it was yours. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, it also had a, it also had a meme component on Tumblr, uh, which was like all those. Do you remember like I had Swedish Fish Mafia, yeah, yeah. Ceviche, da- David Spaghetta, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, Fat Joe Dirt. There was like yeah. a bunch of uh, Photoshop. Dude, so let's talk about the- let's talk about the meme game, bro, because like. I mean, you've been doing memes forever, and it's you send them to me, or like you post shit. Or, oh, I got or, one right now. I haven't even put out. See, I mean, that's Yo, what it is. Hold on, there's man. always hype. Yo, you reach, hold on, you reach that flow state, and I mean, you at, bro, you added us. You added us to that Seinfeld, Seinfeld. group. Yeah, yeah. Right. Did I, I get those. Yeah. I get those alerts, and I'm like, what? Is, oh yeah. See, I check bro. Facebook. Yo, like, you guys ready for this? I one? check Facebook like you once a ready? week. Wow. It's it's Kev, it's Kevin Curant. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you holding that one off for the final? No, or? I just haven't put it up yet. Kevin 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 wow. It's a currant, which is like a weird sort of blueberry wow, fruit. Bro. And it's his face for people who can't see the so, meme on a berry. Bro, I get on Facebook like once a week <laughs> and and I have like ten alerts and it'll be it'll be five from the Seinfeld group. Seaflo <laughs> added Seaflo added, added me and Zaya to a, a Seinfeld group. On Facebook, where they all they do is post Seinfeld, Seinfeld memes. memes. That's <laughs> it. I made that one. Wow, <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh my god, um, this one's pretty. Wow, bro. <laughs> oh, and this is really translating well to podcasts. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but those take so much time. Like no, I mean, no, I mean that one was a little. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna pull some of these up. I hope so. We're gonna make a, a <laughs> compilation. Compilation. Yeah, there's some pretty good ones in here that are they're insane. But yeah, I've got. Do you have any? Um, uh, I mean, I've got uh, this meme folder is 417 wow. memes that I've made here. See, so people <laughs> wonder what we make. Oh, there we go, dude. Let's talk about oh, this guy. Um, <laughs> there's nothing Gre- to talk about. What's his <laughs> name? Um, Greg Turkin, bro. Yo. He's a, Greg Turkin is a guy that looks like the penguin. <laughs> on, all got, the, on all the, the it's on the New York City subway. It's yeah. a it's an MTA ad about uh, see something, say something, and I've got in this meme, I've got the ad in place of Big Bomb Palace from Super Mario sixty four right. and Mario's staring at it like he's about to. Jump but you into make it. memes with this guy all the time. If you follow C Flow on Instagram, you're always going to see him. He looks like the <laughs> penguin, but um. Dude, remember when I sent you his son's Instagram? Because I was trying to find like yeah, his, 
yeah, his that's right. And his his son is like a fucking uh, he's like a sportscaster or something. Really. And I was gonna tell him, yo, I wanted to ask him, yo, can you can get your drops, dad get drops make me dad. a drop that oh says, God. hey, I'm whatever, whatever. You're listening to yeah. the DJ DJ C Flow, whatever. Wow. But then I, I thought it was gonna be mad weird asking like, yo, can you like can you record your dad? saying like this is dj c flow well the best one um i got a couple drops from pretty i I did get one from the guy um on the subway oh you have the subway one yeah those are fucking dope yeah where he's like uh here i mean should i yeah yeah those those you need to play (laughs) into them here hold on yeah i mean we talked about the drops last week but uh i heard you do the subway ones uh at vandal yeah, how do and, I, and I was just like, "Yo, like this, I mean, these are turn fucking." The, turn the mic up. And put it down. Yeah, put it down. Yeah, hold on. Um, I want to get it so it's so it's gonna sound right. No, not this. So who's louder? Yeah, I could do that. I got I got a couple. It's a world premiere right here. Drop samples. Oh. Professional, professional, professional. Yeah, what's your favorite drop? Here we go. Got him right here. I got the chime, so I can drop that. And then I've got, um, here we go. Stand clear of the closing DJ, please. (laughs) (laughs) A transfer is available to the trap house. (laughs) And that's the guy. Um, (laughs) Wow. And that was working. Put your drinks up. You're in the mix with DJ Seaflow. <laughs> and then I, you know. Does that pop off and then um, why? Sometimes I think people are more confused. <laughs> um, Yo, the closing DJ one to me is the best. Yeah, one. I mean, that's where it that's all came the from. the fucking best. Yeah. Um, that's, the, that's the one that, like, started it all. I was like, yeah, you know, throw that back. You know, do them all together. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I think people are just get confused. I can just imagine someone that's, like, been in transit all day, subway, <laughs> working. They get to the club. Right. And they're like, they're like, yo, let's, have, let's go have a good time. Yo, right. you know yeah, what? I mean, I'm playing oh. One Train by ASAP. You, know? right. <laughs> you go into Jenny uh, uh, on the 6. Right. <laughs> or that, take me to Union Square. Yeah, you, <laughs> you do a whole subway yeah. routine. Yo, this, yeah, you just drive someone to, like, a suicide. No, that would be fucking wild, man. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to wrap on? Um, I mean, I could just keep going. You know? I know, but I realized we talked about like the. Sh- I mean, we just pretty much recorded a normal conversation <laughs> that we would have. Yeah, totally. You know, people ask us like, "Oh, do you guys prep now?" We just kind of like hit record. Let and me see if I've got. You got a crazy. DJ in three minutes. Yeah, I yeah. know. I gotta go. It's it's eleven fifty four. Um, yeah, I got, I got some good mashups. And oh, some bad so mashups in here. the video. So you did a Doug theme. I did. That yeah. was one. Wow. I did teach oh. me how to Doug funny, which was teach me how to Dougie. That was back when I was video DJing. <laughs> so it went from Dude, teach me how to Dougie into the Doug funny. Time. It was. Yo, I gotta give. Bro. I gotta hold on. I but gotta you know give what? a shout out to Dooley for this one. This Th- one. Those videos. Fucking mental. Here, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it. This is Chi Dooley's. Um, I'm just gonna play it. I, you don't even. We can end with this. this all right. All right. <laughs> Turn down for what? 
fuck, but you know what? Damn. That's nostalgic as fuck. Yo, shout out to live it up. <laughs> okay, I got. <laughs> kind of no, works. Got, I got one. Yo, no, um, I do have. One. I don't know where. It you know, work. I play. You know, I play. Work. I played it. I played it what all the time. I play the Rugrats, uh, Black Street with Maya. Take oh, me there. Wow. I wanna go. I play that all the time. Dude, you told me about. It. I yeah. still this is, remember. Okay, this is my most wild one that right. I have played out. Oh yeah, I love this one. So good. Play it tonight. Okay. I fuck with that. Oh, you know what? Oh, maybe um the biggie. Hold on. I wonder how many people are gonna hit us up to send them all these. Hold on. You play. I'm gonna do my routine. What a DJ. <laughs> Dude, you gotta do that shit tonight. <laughs> Yo, wow. you did the um uh, you did the uh play the juicy the juicy edit? Mm. You, you did what case uh the juicy one that you made? Hmm? Which what? Ju- uh what Nasha? you made juicy uh Super Nintendo? I don't think I made that. Yeah, you did. You did it with uh, what's his, what's this girl's name? Uh, Casey Berry. No, uh, uh, other girl. K Style. Yeah. I don't think we've. Yeah, ever made dude. It. I have I one. That, I have one that's labeled you and her. I think. K Style. I don't think we ever made an edit. Oh no, you guys, the Coco Brothers. Oh yeah, that was. So no, I play the. That was Casey Berry. Look, Super Brooklyn. Oh, okay. I grew up on this record. All right. So and I thought it was pronounced Brovaz. No, it's brother. brother. I, I see that. But um, I see no, that. I play. I look. I play the Nick Bike Juicy Super Nintendo oh, Sega cool. Genesis into this, into uh, uh, Brooklyn Zoo by ODB. Hmm. So That's I loop uh, the Super Nintendo and I play this shit. And then what's the Brooklyn Zoo? Like that? I don't know that. Um, uh, oh, ODB Brooklyn Zoo. Cause I'm a woman. Uh, yeah, it's like Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I don't know. It's like when I'm I might look super. like I know about music, but I don't even look <laughs> like I know about music. Yeah, but all right, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up. All right. uh, you want to plug your your socials for the two people still listening? <laughs> it's <laughs> at DJC Flow. Uh-huh. And what's the agency? At Downtown Talent, and it's um, you know, on all streaming platforms. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yo, if you follow me, like I'm not gonna follow you back. Yeah. Because I don't follow anyone. It's all right. You don't follow anyone. I don't follow anyone. You still check our stories. Uh, what, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe yours because you're my best friend. <laughs> Full <Yeah>. circle. <laughs> all right. Yo, thanks so much for having me. All thanks right. for being on the podcast, bro. See y'all next week. Pente cinco. Oh, and there's a mix. Oh yeah. That's From Seaflow. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> we gotta go. We're out. Peace. Peace.